With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good morning, sports fans. Fill up that coffee cup and that bowl. Sit back and relax. Because live from Colorado, it's time for the Sports Offensive. Well, welcome everyone to the Sports Offensive. Hopefully you are wide awake and bushy-tailed this early in the morning. I know that my cat goes out of uh, his way to make sure that that's never the case for me anymore. So, uh, but, and he's been very successful. So, uh, but again, welcome to the show. And if you can do us a huge favor, if you're listening and you could just like maybe meander over to Facebook and uh, go ahead and like us, if you could go to Twitter and follow us, those kind of things helps us get a little bit more exposure and uh, oh, no, get out of there. And then you can also follow us on uh, Instagram under the handle The Sports Offensive. There's underscores between those words. You can also head to our station website at thesportsoffensive.com. And you go there. You can learn about us and our shows. Listen to current and prior episodes of all of our podcasts, again, at thesportsoffensive.com. Catch us live via the Blog Talk Radio on our site. And check us out on demand on Blog Talk Radio, TuneIn, iHeart, Stitcher, and as an iTunes podcast. Uh, we, all, we do love callers, so feel free to contact us, 929-477-3204. Again, 929-477-3204. And today we're probably going to be uh, more than anything else uh, focusing on the Andrew or the Antonio Brown saga as well as a lot of other NFL drama and signings. Uh, the week in college football as things finally start to get rolling. And uh, we've got a big matchup between uh, hometown CU and uh, Nebraska. And we've also got the opening week in the NFL. We have an opening game already occurred, but we'd like to discuss uh, what might be happening uh, going into this first week of the season, especially with some uh, updates on who may or may not be playing. We're also going to have JP's upset pick of the week for you college football fans. You want to throw some money down and Nate's gambling corner with the three bets uh, is is it three bets or four? Do you three bets and a bonus bet, or is it two exactly. bets and a bonus bet? Three bets and a bonus yes, bet. Yes, three uh, bets and a bonus bet. In Nate's gambling corner. So uh, that's kind of what we're planning to cover today. Uh, it looks like JP just walked in the door. Was there some traffic going on down there? Boy, I tell you what, terrible, uh, terrible. terrible, terrible traffic. And yeah. to make matters even worse, yep, uh, a undercover uh, Ford, Expo- or Ford um, SUV uh, cop car decided to set pace all the way up Route 36 and so no oh. one could pass them. So that made it even more impossible to get anywhere. And Santiago's was packed this morning. Those damn cops. Don't they know that they need to stay the hell off of the roads so that we can get to where we're going? Well, at least everybody, I mean, at least everybody realized it, and no one tried to really pass. But he was the pace <laughs> car like in NASCAR, I, literally just setting the pace. Yeah, the cops are never there when you need them and always there when you don't. Yeah, it was just it was one of those mornings that was just so hard to even get any. I mean, coming out of the tech center was so packed with traffic. I mean, it, we were rolling pretty good, but then all of a sudden that, that cop car showed up and uh, basically he just slowed everything down. 
I don't understand why people suddenly drive slow when there's a cop car. It's like as long as the cop car is driving, you can drive, or you can still always drive the speed limit. Oh. But oh man, yeah, he's been feisty the last couple of days, man. I don't know what has gotten into him. I don't know if it's like he got too much catnip from somewhere, or or just getting more energy, or I don't know what it is. But I'm kind of like we need to go back to where you were injured. You know, <laughs> it took a swing at your man part. <laughs> he really did, man. I got to start wearing a cup up here. Hey. That. He's, the, one, the one nice thing about him is he is able you are able to uh, distract him and if it gets bad i also have a, a little uh, feather thing on a string that he chases and we can yeah. use that and that, that will keep him occupied uh it just also just and, keep and, moving it and just to let everyone know the the ab saga continues every single every 10 minutes seems what to be literally just going nuts i mean yesterday what morning when i was actually at home with uh golik or when i was home watching tv golik and wingo get up and first take and then I'd take off for the rest of the day i mean it literally came out every five minutes literally it was changing as we talked and we thought we went to bed last night it was all over and all of a sudden this morning that ain't the case so you know we're going to get into that a little bit later we're going to get in the full show here but i mean it is diva 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 land well, and uh, I don't know. Did we? Uh, oh, you you did get a sports offensive trivia question. Thankfully, yeah, I did. I, I did. Could, I did. I couldn't even think of a topic yesterday, and all of a sudden I was like, oh, sh- I'm gonna go. This to is bed. A, this <laughs> is a, I, when I saw that this morning because I actually I I was locked down on my computer. I I couldn't get on their Wi-Fi, so I actually I couldn't even get on their landline this morning. So I went down to their computers, uh, super early, and did what I could, and um, you know, but I I had one in in the back of my head. And, uh, you know, it's a good one. It's, it's a really good one just because we have LSU, uh, number six LSU and number nine Texas coming up tonight. Battle of SEC and Big 12 foes. So do you want to go ahead and uh, fire off that question? Sure do. Okay, so when was the last time two top ten teams from the SEC and Big 12 played in the regular season? We all know they played in the college football playoffs. We all know they played in bowl games. So this is the regular season. Um, so that is the trivia sports events, the trivia question of the week. Um, hopefully think about that. We'll be answering the question at the top of the hour. And, uh, yeah, that's a pretty good one. We have got game kicks off at seven thirty Eastern tonight on ABC sports. And, um, now, did you know the answer to the question when you looked it up or did you have to see it yourself? I actually knew, I knew the answer to the question. Um, I th- but I, I thought it was a sort of a little bit different of an answer. I thought there was a I, – I knew the last time these two teams played um, in the regular season. Um, I kind of knew what the answer to this question was, but I definitely had to look it up just a little bit. Yeah, I'm thinking – because I'm, I'm just thinking Pac, or, um, Big 12 and SEC, I mean, do they play a lot of games against each other? Is it a common – battle between those conferences or do they usually kind of stay shy of each other they they sort of uh, stay shy of each other but they've definitely played each other in um in the regular season because you know M- mizzou moved to the from the big 12 to the sec and mizzou's play played you know even though they just lost last week um they played over in you know in, in big 12 country again but uh this we're talking top 10 teams and top 10 this isn't just anywhere right. around this is top 10 teams I mean, the playoffs, obviously, like you said, I mean, I can think of a number going back a number of years, but it it changes when you go regular season. Yeah. I was thinking the, uh, 
I was thinking, I, I, I know this might be a crazy thought process, but I remember, so my, my old boss, Matt, was a huge Alabama fan, huge Alabama fan, right? Like, just, I mean, he still goes to all yeah. the, if they make the conference championship, he goes, he flies out and sees the I'd game. I'd love to know where these people find the money to fly around to these championship games. Uh, he, works, know, right? he works for, so you know, you know when you do allergy testing in an office and they yeah. scratch you and then they, and they mm-hmm. put the little allergens in there to see how you react? He works for the company that sells the allergen okay. pieces. He took... He was my boss, and then the company got laid off, right? He went to that job. He'd already been interviewing for it, it turned out. He got the job. The first year there, he was the number one salesperson in the company, and he won like 10 or 20 different spiffs that they had going on, plus right. his salary, plus his bonus, wow. plus his commissions. I think he made like 134000 or something all of a sudden out of nowhere, and we thought we were making good money at that other company. <laughs> and all of a sudden, like, dude, $130,000? I mean – uh, that's where you start getting to that tax range where you're yeah. like, whoa, I just lost a lot of money in taxes. Oh, yeah. You jump that tax range and look out. I mean, it actually is more noticeable. When you go from, like, making 40000 to making 75000 that's where – I don't care what are, any, any rich person will tell you. That's where it hurts. Yeah. Because your income tax will double along with your income. But if you start doubling your income after that or anything in close to it, you won't pay double in taxes. It doesn't work right. like that, you know? And uh, that's where it's like you go from, man, I was making – Forty-five, fifty thousand. Now I'm making sixty, but I'm not taking home a whole lot more money, you know. Yeah. But then again, you're never going to turn down a, a higher salary, right? So anyway, that's why how he's able to afford to do that. Um, otherwise, yeah, that would be damn near impossible. But his wife has a good job too, so that always helps. Always helps. But uh, yeah, but he was telling me that a lot of times Nick Saban he likes to help out his former coaches that move on to head coach somewhere else, mm-hmm. and will a lot of times schedule a matchup with Alabama, with that school in one of the next couple of years yeah. just, or, or that very next year, just mm-hmm. to say thank you and say, you know what, we're going to roll all over you. You know, you're taking over a team that's not even going to be able to compete like the guy who took over CSU, right? That was his defensive coordinator. Yep. And he's like, but I'm going to give you a game so that you get national exposure. You're going to get a payday. Imagine, well, yeah, imagine, I mean, imagine the, uh, imagine the, um, I was trying to think of, uh, not profits, but um, recruiting benefits that you could get just from one season or one game against a nationally top five opponent who's perennial like that. I mean, you got to think that the next year when you go to interview, you know, try and bring kids in, what's that sound? Oh, it's because Nate is right in front of the fan. Oh, no. <laughs> I was like, I'm like, is, is Ralphie about to take the field here? Or are we, uh, we get a little crowd on? I was like, did, did Trump? It's Hurricane Dorian. I was going to say, did, did Sharp Trump him all the way over into Colorado? I mean, what the hell's going on here, folks? Uh, that was funny. Um, and uh, so anyway, um, and why can't I print out my front page? I've like four times I tried to print out the front page for me. Look that thing gave me last night. Oh, my God. Good Gosh. lord, it's like a mutant. I know it's a fatty. It's like a growth. Um, it's like a it's a tumor. Um, so we, we'll jump into the drama. I mean, before we talk about anything NFL, this is not. I mean, this isn't like our coverage of NFL. This is just coverage of the drama yeah. that's been going on with contracts <laughs> in the NFL. Good. Then we'll head to college football. Yeah. Um, Diva watch, dude. I mean, yeah, what is okay? Do Okay, JP, do you want to kind of run through the events for people? And, and yeah, what is all – Okay, so A.B., they were on the practice field. Mike Mayock is the GM who was a former – No, 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 no. you're oh, jumping you, ahead too right, far. Which, where, where, where do you want to start? No, let's start. Like, So what, what was the start of all the hoopla? Oh, well, all, all the hoopla was going around the where helmet. the helmet, the feet in the cryo chamber, the chamber yeah. where hey, he, he froze his feet. I'm going to cut you off and move you. Go. This is oh, go ahead. 
Yeah, so... Okay, now you should be... Yeah, but am I oh, unmute, am I muted? You're not muted, I don't think so. No, I can hear you. I just can't hear myself. Oh, there I am. I can hear myself now. Um, you know, it was the cryo chamber. It was, it was the helmet. It was him not showing up to practice. It was him in Winnipeg not showing up to a walkthrough, even though he wasn't going to play. So what's he doing? Sitting in a hotel room somewhere? Sitting in a, in a club, in a bar? What's he doing? Well, I um, just think it's, it's just relevant to point out that this guy changes teams, and he has not forced even change. had, like, uh, he hasn't even kind of been a team member. And no, he hasn't. acting like he's the, he's the man. And I'm not saying that he's not incredibly talented. I know he is, of course. But you, you haven't done anything for this team. You haven't played a single, like, game for the team. Why are you just running the team rat, rugged, ragged over just nothing? I mean, well, these it, aren't, he's not playing. He's not. It, it, it's an interesting thought. Um, you know, he, he, he wanted out in Pittsburgh. He threw a tantrum, tantrum, a, a temper tantrum. They got him out of there. Pittsburgh got what they needed. He got his money guaranteed if he doesn't get suspended per game. Well, Which it, they can still suspend him tomorrow morning, and he they can go no, after his it's money. it's gone. Oh, so it is gone now. It's gone. Okay. What's gone? I was, I was his, trying his guaranteed to guaranteed money oh. is gone. I was trying so to keep up said, with that this morning. He just said this morning that he doesn't ever see himself ever playing for the Raiders. Yeah. Because they've now made him a week-to-week player. They, they basically that was the that was batted around yesterday morning an awful, awful lot about what do you do because if you play him and don't suspend him. You basically give him the control of the team, and you take away the control of the GM. I take away the control of John Gruden. Well, but I mean the point swing for the Broncos game because the Broncos game comes on at ten twenty Eastern time on Monday night. It was a pick 'em until all of a sudden the Broncos were favored by two when Antonio mm-hmm. was maybe not playing. Right, and then and then he was going. Then they said he was going to play. He did this after he got in all that trouble. He got this emotional like apology, right? Right, and, and so, now let it be known he was on the on the practice field. Mike Mayock, their GM, was on the practice field. Antonio Brown called him a cracker and started swearing at him. And Vontez Burfick, who, if we remember right, with the Bengals, punched Antonio Brown in the head in a game, had to physically restrain him. And Mike Mayock walked away and then it came out through uh, Justina Anderson on ESPN about he called him a cracker and a bunch of other derogatory terms and he had to be they well, they, they, they said that it didn't look like they were ever going to fight but he did need to be restrained and that's Antonio Brown so that came out and then all of a sudden uh you get the from Gutierrez I think it was you get uh from ESPN you get the first kind of um their first uh since they're on the west coast obviously they, that's their camp you get this emotional plea from Antonio yesterday morning, and then everybody thinks everything everything's good. So you go through the whole day thinking, oh, well, they're going to fix it. Gruden's okay. He's a great worker, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden you wake up this morning, and we hear more diva drama. Well, I, so what happened? Real okay. quickly, I just I am just shocked that they have handled their business this way. For, yeah. I mean, it is just unbelievable to me that you would come out to the press – and be like, hey, this is a, this is how Antonio's been behaving at practice. This is what transpired. We are probably going to suspend him. And then the very next day, come out and say, oh yeah, never mind. Uh, he apologized uh, for what? I don't know. He apologized, but 
he uh you know he apologized so now we're gonna he's gonna play Monday night do you think that's really gonna prove a point to Antonio Brown no I think that what they tried to do was I think they tried to do negative reinforcement right saying if you're doing this stuff we're gonna punish you and it's not worth doing that and I think what they found out is what Pittsburgh had found out a number of years ago and why they finally let him just go is that he won't respond to that. He'll only respond to positive reinforcement. But the problem is once you give him positive reinforcement, then he also will think that he can make the rules. And so he's kind of a super narcissistic type. Seems like a bipolar personality to me. I, I think oh, yeah. he must be, yeah. But the other thing is, like Corey mentioned, CTE. Does he have CTE? Oh, that's a good is question. That causing him to, is that where his erratic you know, behavior comes from? Because he's very erratic yeah, right Receivers now. get re- lit up, man, you know? Yeah. And they're probably the smallest guys on the field other than maybe and, the running back. But now are you not twice as impressed with Pittsburgh that they kept all of this out or of the public corner. view? I mean, you know, not something you're like, well, maybe, you know, in the I mean, I don't have any love lost for Roethlisberger because of all the things he's done in his personal life. Right. But you kind of be like – Man, maybe he's right when he talks about like you know, and it's like like an addition by subtraction kind of thing. You know, it's yeah. like oh, it's not. It's like yeah, we're losing Antonio Brown. He gets great numbers, but you know what? He makes your team worse. He, he reminds me of Terrell Owens. Reminds me of Barry Bonds. Even though Barry Bonds seems to have turned a complete Chad <laughs> I guess was he that bad? I don't remember. He was bad enough. He was I bad mean, he enough. changed his name to Ochocinco. <laughs> well, I guess I wonder is like, is it is it okay to be kind of. Um, uh, what's the word like having a super ego, um, maniacal or whatever, you yeah. know, like, is it okay to be that way? Well, that, I think that's, that's what I'm trying to like slice a difference. Like, I think like what, what Antonio Brown is doing is narcissistic. I think what a lot of these other players have done is more just self aggrandizing or megalomaniacal, right? They just, they just care about themselves image. They want to pump their image. And Antonio Brown, it seems like he wants to be an asshole to prove, well, I'm so good, I can be a prick. Does it seem like that to you guys, or am I, am I going a little too off? No, I, I think you're, going, you're right on track I with see, it. I don't think that's what it is. I, I don't think that's what it is. I, I'm not a, I can't really tell you what I think it is, because <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's just bizarre. But I, you know, somebody that's... so much trouble that, muting that thing. I do, but it's uh, thrust into the limelight like that. You know, it's a tough. uh, That's a tough life. Even though they make a lot of money, there's some uh, there's some crap that goes along with that that they all have to deal with. Especially if you're, you know, one of the top players in the game. Uh, Just, just, I mean, it's being a celebrity, right? There's a lot of stuff you have to deal with with that. Um, But for whatever reason, he hasn't gotten good advice or behaved. In a way that's gonna. Well, I love the comment and the joke that came out yesterday. It's it's the Raiders release him and Bill Belichick swoops in and gets him on a uh, minimum deal and rides him all the way to the Super Bowl. A seventh round pick from 2028. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is all about leadership. I mean, this is totally about leadership, guys. Um, you're exactly right. Belichick swoops in, picks him up, and turns him into a good player because Bill Belichick knows how to lead. You know, he's not afraid of confrontation. He's not afraid yeah. of, you know, whatever. He, they have like a shared vision in New England, and it's, you know, to win the Super Bowl, yeah. right? And uh, for whatever reason, he's been able to uh, promote that culture, you know, and and make the players believe in it and yeah. buy in. You know, everybody on that team has bought in to what he is doing, and that's their, that's why they're successful. And if you don't buy in, 
goodbye. Boom. Oh, yeah, goodbye. you're gone. I mean, he has no problem getting rid of you. No well, hesitation. Belichick has that amazing ability. And I don't know if it's not an ability. It's like, I guess he's willing to take on the drama of all. He does with all these players, right? Like with Corey Dillon, he did it with, uh, I mean, like, Josh you know, Gordon. Yeah, Gordon, I mean, even Randy Moss. I'm trying to think of like, yeah, Moss. I'm trying to think even more players like, you know, and he just swoops in. And in defense, we don't even think about him, right? But he gets defensive players too. Yeah. And he gets them like after their contracts have like no guarantees or anything. So he gets them for like a one year rental. Yep. They have to prove themselves, Revis. otherwise they'll be in trouble. Yeah. yeah, or they'll have and, trouble and on the cheap too. That's yep. the big thing. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And so there is no <laughs> risk. And so I'll bet you Bilicic can say, hey man. I know you're a fantastic football player, and with your help, we can win a Super Bowl. But make no mistake, I can also drop your ass tomorrow, and I'll still win a Super Bowl. Yeah. And I think he says that to him. I, I think he does, too. You know, I think like, you want to win, or do you not want to win? Otherwise, because I'll just cut your ass in one heartbeat, and I won't, I won't miss you. Yep. I mean, he's, he's running it like a business. So, guys, what do you think the headline tomorrow morning, an hour before kickoff, because they, they literally have to suspend him at some point tomorrow morning, even though it's gone time to time, they still can suspend him. Um, before kickoff, what's the what's the headline going to read with the Antonio Brown tomorrow morning after what we've well, heard in the past twenty four hours? Brown, I mean, this is the headline right now. So. Yeah, I just I have that on my Facebook. So go ahead page. and read it. it. Says Brown, no way he plays after losing guarantees. Antonio said, "There's no way he plays for the Raiders after the team fined him." More than $215,000, sources told Adam Schefter, and in the process, voided the guaranteed money in the wideouts deal. So what a great clause to have in a contract for the for the organization, right? Hey, hey, no. <laughs> um, if you can grab that thing, I'll start trying to distract him again. Um, I just think that – I don't know. I don't even know what to think. Like, is he – I'll tell you what to think. Bet on the Broncos. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Before it goes down, because it's at minus I'll bet two. You, I'll bet you if we check Bovada, I'll bet you it's more than two. I'll bet you went up another point. It's at, that no, it's at two, two now. Oh, yeah, two, I just two, checked. Huh? Yep. Well, that's a, that's yeah. I guess that's kind of a bad sign for the Broncos that the wise guys, even without having Antonio Brown, barely think you can beat the Raiders. Right. What's the over under in that? Because I would after watching Thursday's night game, which we'll get into, but I I'd not, be bad the unders on a lot of them. I'm going to say sure. forty two. Forty two and a half. Boom. Yep. Well, you got well, you got to figure neither one of those teams are scoring a lot of points. I thought well, that was high. I was going to say forty. That's <laughs> that that is actually. What, here's what we know. We. Oh. How low can an NFL game spread be, you think? Not uh, spread, uh, over-under. What's the lowest you could think of in oh, an NFL seen game it, this year? I've seen it as low as, like, 34. I was going to say third, low 30s. <laughs> yeah. I've seen it as low as 34. I don't know wow. if I've ever seen it under that. Was that weather-related or is that just team-related? I think it was team-related. It was a number. It was actually, I think it was the year that Baltimore won the Super Bowl. Makes sense. Um, the first one or the second one? The one with Dilfer. Oh, the first way back. Okay. Um, yeah, I think it kind of stems from that game or from that playoff run of theirs. But I was just thinking that clause though, about having about detrimental, you know, uh, conduct to the team. If, is that, if that's in all contracts, man, I can't believe that these guys aren't really careful. Like, although I, have you noticed, you haven't heard about an NFL player making a really um, controversial uh, tweet 
or or getting a pick of like a dick pick exposed. Have you noticed that it hasn't yeah. happened in a few years? I think they probably they're like, hey, you make one bad Twitter comment, they can drop you, and your contract yeah. is void. Like you don't have any leeway here. I would just be like, as a as a as a professional athlete, I would have an official Twitter page, and that was and maybe an official Facebook page, and that would be it. And it would be run by a PR company and nothing else. There would be zero oh, of my own stuff. They on need there. to be reminded, man, that it is a privilege. Yes, it and is that's a privilege to play in the NFL. And that's that's the way the CBA right now is set up. Is the owners have that right, <laughs> and they have that that you know the wording in that contract. You know, when when Drew Rosenhaus came on Get Up yesterday morning at like quarter of seven our time, um, that's uh, AB's agent. He was literally trying to uh, say that his client was still sane and and not and try to say he wasn't nuts is the, is the way the interview went. What Rosenhaus needs to do is quit being an agent and get hired as a special assistant to the GM for some team and be like, how do we handle these personalities? Because somehow he knows how to do it. He yeah. made Terrell happy, making AB happy. I mean, what's he doing? No, 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 you're you're right, and you know, uh, uh, Terrell Owens was on first take yesterday because they did first take live from Arlington uh, for the uh, Giants uh, oh, Cowboys game. Uh, no, he doesn't live down there right now. I don't oh. think he was just on the show um, for the second half, and he agrees. He, he thought he like the Raiders should drop him. If you give him any power, he's going to have the power over you yeah. at every point this season when he wants to be a diva. It and really go sucks. It's it the way it's going to be. It sucks for the Raiders. And it you're sucks. setting yourself up to go to a beautiful brand new stadium in Las Vegas, America's playground. And you have all this drama leading into the year before you go. Well, who's going to give him a chance? I mean, that's who's it going to be? Someone will. But he, oh, he's way too talented. He'll be signed in a week. Oh, yeah. And that's the if thing. If the Raiders are willing to let him release him or trade him. They could be like, yeah, we're just going to screw with you and just, you know. Oh, I don't think they'll give him the benefit of trading him. No way. Not I, after this. I just wondered if the Raiders owner might be, you know, we're still going to have to pay him, but he's not going to get to play a single down this season and just make him sit out, you know. I mean, that, that's not that'll – hurt, that'll hurt your career. If you don't train or play a game for a year, we've seen what happens to guys. They are not the same player. Yeah. I mean, even just guys who hold out a lot of times, they aren't the same player, you know. Well, Lavian, <laughs> this year is going to be a big – thing for Levy it's for Le'Veon right oh, yeah like how is he for gonna football perf- yeah how is he gonna perform yeah and how does he Mel- fit in with the Jets I mean because you know we've got our marquee matchup of Patriots and the Steelers at Foxborough on Sunday night and we all know though that the Steelers kryptonite is playing in Foxborough <laughs> and now you don't have a Le'Veon you don't have an AB <laughs> going up there yeah I, again I might just be addition by subtraction they might be a better team because Antonio was not a good player in the second half of last season. He he definitely was not. You know, I mean, and, at, least, at least in fantasy, he was. And, and you know, I think Connor will take leaps and bounds, steps ahead this year, uh, with his conditioning and being able to play that full NFL season, not just the college. Yeah, and he's and you mean, are you talking about James Connor? Yeah, James Connor. Well, also because he had the the cancer, right? Yeah, like another year removed. Another from year that. removed. So, so yeah, I mean, I I don't. But I mean, what happens in Foxborough? Who the hell knows? I mean, that the Patriots. If they if they game plan right, you're done. So, yeah. um. But anyway, we'll move on to somebody else. But that's just what a crazy – I mean, just what an amazing offseason. He's got to have something. There's some kind of a mental defect or, or an injury. There's something. There's something that isn't clicking in his head. You just don't throw away this kind of thing, you know. I mean, maybe he's already gotten one big deal, so he doesn't worry as much about money, you know. 
and I don't know if he's extravagant with his money or not. I don't really hear anything about right. that. But well, I don't know, man. That's he took. A, didn't he fly into practice with a chopper? Uh, he might have oh, did that. Did I think he did. Oh, <laughs> your, uh, training was it training camp or? Yeah, I think he he arrived to training camp in a chopper on the field. Wow. So that's all, obviously should tell you enough. What There's he a little ego issue, yeah. Okay, well, so you know, I mean, that, again, maybe Pittsburgh, maybe Pittsburgh really knew what they were doing, getting the hell away from this guy. You know? Yeah, and they uh, do, and, and maybe, they did, they maybe, did. They, maybe, they 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 knew it was time to move on from him, and he was too much of a distraction. Big Ben ran that team, and you know, when you're not going to get along with Big Ben, yeah, you got problems. You do. <laughs> And the thing is, that, you know, they got Juju. They've got that uh, what's his name, the, the, that Holmes guy as another receiver now, and they've got another guy there too that's pretty good. I'm forgetting who their other receivers are, but they're not bad. No, yeah. um, they got that one, Mike Washington, is it? It's or? a Washington. I think one guy is uh, his, his last name's Holmes. Um, that uh, Vince McDonald is is poised to have a big year tight yeah. end. <clears throat> I mean, I took him in fantasy for that reason. I so I hope it pays off. Um, so I don't think that they'll have that much trouble with offense. I think their whole thing is is their defense strong enough to offset anything because i mean you really got an afc you've got patriots which i don't know if you guys saw the usa today article right so they said the top two defenses were uh new england and the broncos and i don't know if it was nfl or afc but i know they were saying that this is the, this they think this is the best defense that bill belichick has ever had well i'll tell you what i think their offense is one of the better offenses they've ever had there with with all the weapons at wide receiver now and just the running back by committee people are saying their offense is better than last year I mean, they don't have Gronk, so they no longer have that devastating over-the-middle field presence, right? They they have Josh Gordon. They, they have, have guys like <clears throat> Gronk, though, and that's what that's what they need. They just need somebody to plug into the system. Right. This you guy know, can block. This ben, guy can catch. Deep, yeah, this guy Ben can catch Watson, short. you know, he's a big body, and he can move like the wind. Like, oh, you yeah. wouldn't believe how fast Ben – in fact – I would say I think he has one of, if not the best 40 time at the combine for that position really? of all time. But is he is he nearly as strong or as, as good a pass I catcher? I don't think he's as strong or as tall. Okay. Well, because Gronk, Gronk, pass was, catching, a, Gronk was a special player, right? So, yeah. I mean – I mean, he was a difference maker. I think it was he was hard Gronk, to tackle because he was so big. And but strong. he also did all the the little things he was too. A great blocker. Great blocker. Yeah. And, and he was a good route runner. And he was yep. smart. And yep. he had good hands. Yep. So I mean, I can see what you're saying. Like you know, it's like kind of like Moneyball. Like right, replace each of the things in a different player, and then put in that player when you need to. The only downside of that is it gives your opponent an idea of what the tight end is doing, as opposed to when you get Gronk in there, it was like, well, he can do absolutely anything. So who knows what he's doing? Is he saying in? Is he running out for a pass? We better assume he's going out for a pass. Yeah, you don't, can be. Done. There's a risk of becoming predictable, right? Like a the Bron- bit, yeah. I mean, look, the Broncos have a similar situation at tight end. Yep. You know, if Fant is in there, you know, most likely he's going out to catch a pass, <laughs> not block. So even if you have to use him as a decoy or a dummy, I hope they do a lot because it has been so long since the Broncos had an even slightly threatening presence at tight end. Outside, you know, Jake Butt was the only one, and he played a total of, I think, three games. Yeah, yeah. You know, in between his injuries. If that, so. I don't even know if he played that. Yeah, I think two or three. I know yeah. it was at, I know it was two last season yeah. or three last season. Okay. I don't know. Or maybe it was mid- middle of a third game or something. Yeah, yeah just, just a disaster. Um, and hopefully he does recover. I mean, it's, the guy's got a lot of talent, but, boy, three ACL tears and an Achilles or whatever, it's like, boy, that's, I'm not sure how much longer that uh, that you're going to have speed, you know, of any kind. 
So moving on to Zeke Elliott, right? Okay, so Zeke got his deal. So I think we all we all predicted he was going to play this season. I think you said by week one. So good call there. I think JP. I, I mean, I was like, I think I said week six. You said week five or six or something like that. I, I thought he was going to play pretty early because I mean that team goes as Zeke goes because Dak needs the ride Zeke. That's if 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 Zeke isn't there. Dak is exposed for the player that he is. And I like the shirt that, uh, you know, it said Zeke who? Well, Jerry Jones finally showed the back of what that shirt said as the joke. And then this is how you knew it was getting done. It says that's who was Zeke hurdling to Dallas star is in one of the highlights that he had. So there was a plan there all along to get him paid before week one in the Giants. I mean, he, you're exactly right. I mean, he's their best player. There's yeah. no doubt about it. But now they have um, to come up money with, for Dak and Amari. Now that's going to be the challenge. You signed the most important piece. Yes. Cooper, I'm not even so <laughs> sure Cooper's worth the deal. I don't deal. think he's worth the deal either. However, they need to do kind of a wait and see, I think, right? Because yeah. he's a free agent after this season. I, I think, think so. he is, and they gave up a first-round pick for him. I mean, I think they but, probably have talked to his agent and are like, hey, give us a few games. Let's see how he does, you know? And give us realistic numbers, Yeah, you know? I, I think that you know there's a there's a lot of expectation for Mike Gallup to have a very nice year and and blossom into kind of a number one former for them. CSU Ram. Right? So yep, I yep. think they would love to see that happen, and then they could actually possibly let Cooper go and pick up another guy in the draft or a free agency, you know, and then say, well, we need a number two. We forgot our number one. Yeah, you know? and I think receivers right now are pretty thick. There's quite a you know every team seems to have at least two of them. Seems, yeah, you know. Or just the fact that the passing game has become so beloved by the NFL <laughs> that they've made it so that it's it's such a, it's a much easier game for a wide receiver than it ever has been before. You know, yeah. kind of the same with the quarterbacks where it's like you can't touch them at all. Although, well, we'll talk about that that later. Um, so Zeke gets uh, six years, ninety mil. Is that right? Yeah, they say that right. I yeah. can't remember. Um, so I think that makes him the highest paid running back in the league. So oh, a little, yeah. a little yeah, over right fifteen now, million. You realize. It's really kind of crazy is how much less money most position players in the NFL get than the other sports. Like, oh yeah, basketball, they're all making more. Baseball, the good play- pitchers and hitters in baseball, they're making a lot more. Well, the quarterbacks make the top end quarterbacks are making a lot more than or as much probably, right? I'm guess I, I don't know what the top quarterback contract is. Is he making thirty? Oh yeah. Okay. Rogers just signed a deal oh, right yeah. before the season started, and right. I think it's over He's number forty. One. Is it really? I, I think, that up, dude. I think it's over 40 a year. I'm pretty sure. Wow. On Or at least like average annual salary. Right, right. With a bonus working. Yeah, I'll look it up real quick. Yeah, um, that's, that's yeah, you, you might, I'm, I'm restarting my computer again because the, the internet just froze again. Man, we got to get you a new computer. I, I just need to take it into Apple and have them look at it. I think there's just a, a mm. firewall on it's there that, Apple. That, Apple that just sucks. doesn't like it. Apple just. And it all happened since I went back to PA. Like it's actually three years now, and uh, I started streaming videos on it. Um, oh, four years, big black, big no, 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 com, no, huh? no, 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 just like regular <laughs> TV show. Oh, okay, so if he gets all his incentives and everything, it's a four-year contract for 180 million dollars. So that's 45 that's a year. Yeah, yeah. $134 million contract that includes $100 million guaranteed, but up to 180 with incentives. So, $180 million. Yeah. $180 so he's, million. Dollars. He's doing just fine. He is. 
Yeah, and it seems like he's getting overpaid when you look at it Thursday. Wow, um, first quarter. <laughs> uh, so, uh, highest paid running back in, in the NFL. Is, is Zeke the best running back in the NFL? Um, yeah. I go Saquon Barkley. Saquon brings another dimension out of the backfield of catching the ball and what he does, even though he's on a bad team. He was right behind Zeke in the numbers. And I'm not talking because I got yeah. a Penn State shirt on no, right now. I, I, I like Saquon. I just wish Saquon – even even with the team Saquon was on last year, look what he did. Based on talent and potential, I would agree with you. But who is the best player or best running back? I gotta go with Zeke. It's hard to I argue. I mean, two Man, years, two years in a row, rushing title. I mean, he is definitely the most valuable player on that team. Um, you he know, I know rushing, the line. He won the rushing title last year. Yeah, I thought it was yeah. Chris Carson won the running title, nope. rushing title. Mm-mm. Really? Nope. nope. He's won it two years in a row. Yeah, Zeke's a rookie. Did he even play uh, all all sixteen games last nope. year? Nope. That's impressive. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's impressive. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. I mean, he's got to be. He's got to be the best. If he's not the best, I mean, you could argue for Saquon. I can see the arguments. I mean, <laughs> yeah, especially right. what he did last year. Yeah. Uh, McCaffrey. McCaffrey like, becoming yeah. like the most incredible all around type back or scat mm-hmm. back. Um, and then Todd Gurley. Gurley, come on, is, 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 is you know. I, I, Kamara to me has not proven it yet. Right. I right. want to He's see him split. As, I'm yeah. sorry it was split because remember he had that suspension. Yeah. So his rookie season he won the rushing title. Yeah. And then Kareem Hunt won it the next year. And then another last, rookie. And then last year it was Zeke again. Wow. So he's only 16, been in the league for thir- three years. Yeah. Sixteen wow. thirty-one is rookie year. And then fourteen hundred yards, fourteen thirty-four last year. But he does run behind one of the best lines in the league. Not to and but we'll see how that maybe starts to change, right? Those guys are starting to get up there. I don't know, how, but I think linemen play pretty well into their early thirties, so they should be oh, yeah. okay for a few more years. But uh, um, let me ask you this: is is what's been going on with a lot of these players and the you know I need this or I'm not coming to camp and I'm, you know, I'm going to hold out and I'm going to do this. It always seems to happen on the, like the fourth year of these rookie deals. Is that because at that point the players are like, well, I've established myself as one of the best. I need to get paid before I potentially get a career ending injury. And if that's the case, should the NFLPA push for the next contract to include that the rookie contracts are only three years and not five, or is that a negative net negative because of all the, all the players that maybe weren't as good that well, would lose a year. Let, let's remember the last big payday quarterback was Sam Bradford, you know, when they had the unlimited spending. And so they put the rookie deals in place, but now you have to look at the value of the players on a five-year deal at the end of five years. If you don't want to extend that on any long-term money, <coughs> it's just like, you know, you're running like you, Jerry Jones said this yesterday in an interview, you know, he's like, Emmett Smith played for what 13, 14 years, so his value was there. But there's a lot of guys after their rookie deals done, they're not really worth anything. But what would be sure. the except point? the quarterback? I think it devalues the draft. It does a little because if you pick a guy, don't you want? I mean, you should ha- have the advantage of giving him up that long contract, you know, and being like, hey, I'm investing in this guy. I want to see what he can do. You know, I want to give him four years, five years, and, you know, and if he's great, then have the chance to re-sign him. Well, I don't – three years might not be enough. I totally understand that from a a management standpoint. But from a player standpoint and from a league union standpoint, I'm thinking – 
quarterbacks never used to play the first year, or almost never would play right. the first year. Yeah. Running backs would be eased in on the slight schedule and stuff. We've now had four running backs in the last, like, seven years come out and, as a rookie, dominate. You had Gurley, you had Hunt, you had Zeke, you had Saquon, um, uh, Kamara. I mean, we've, uh, there's a lot of players all around that are doing it. So I, I think it used to be, you know, it's going to be two years before you probably even get full playing time, and then we get three years of you as, as our player. But now it's like these guys are like, hey, by year three, I'm the best player at my position in the entire league. How long is that going to last? Maybe it only lasts two years before I get hurt. I need to get paid. Well, you know, and you got to remember, you know, the, the this, this five-year rookie deal came came across because all those quarterbacks going number one were getting outrageous salaries. Yeah, but and why, that's what they have to look back in the Why not say it can be anywhere from two to six-year contracts, but the amount can only go up to this much for each year. You know, like it seems like that's the only thing you should be saying is that no, 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 no. Just because you're the first pick in the draft, you don't get to get thirty million. That's how baseball does kind of structures their contracts, right? Like you get not just their contracts, but control of the player. Like you have seven years if you play your cards right, right, to hold on to a guy with arbitration, with arbitration, and all of that. Yep. Um, So maybe the NFL should try to maybe take some sort of template off of that but just you think about what how has a rookie has a as a draft a, a player played his rookie season in professional ball not in the major league level have any of them ever even played in the mlb the same year <laughs> wow ah, that hurts. <coughs> sorry uh, no you're good i just now you need to repeat the question <laughs> <laughs> um baseball players never play in the in mlb their rookie season you right. know, they, I mean, yes, they have a rookie season in the NFL or NBA and in, in MLB, sure. but their rookie season in professional baseball, they don't play in the, in the big league. Yeah, and rare. most take at least two to three to four years to get there. Yeah. Now, like what Aaron I don't Rogers. know. What's that? Like Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. It took him three or four years to play. But you're talking about well, his. But he was on the professional right. team from the start. It was just because yeah. he couldn't get rid of Brett Favre. But he I'm didn't play. In, but I'm saying in baseball, they don't even make it to the major league team. Well, now, it's, uh, they don't have, really have an option in football, right? Because there isn't really minor leagues. Right, and you just, you just don't develop players in the yeah. NFL the same way. I mean, that's what college is for, is yeah. to develop the players for them. Sure. Um, and it seems to be a younger threshold sport. Maybe baseball involves more mental acuity than the other sports do, and I'm not saying that they you don't use your brain in all the sports. Just the kind of way you have to use your mind maybe takes longer to develop. I don't know. What I also don't know... Yeah is what you're saying about, you know, having control of the player. I don't know if how many years you get them guaranteed at the major league level under your control if you want, right? So, like, it could take you five years to get up there, but maybe once you get there, it's like, well, now you still have four years of play time and two years of arbitration before you're, uh, you yeah. know. And but I even know that- as a player, I would want I would want the, the ability to have some security, you know? Like, hey, I, can Absolutely. I get a five-year contract or a six-year contract? You know, I don't know. That would be something that I would look but I, for. And I would like if they did that. That's great. I say do that. And that way, the players that think they're all that, and you sign a five-year contract, and you come in after the week, year three, and you're like, you know, oh, we, I'm not going to play. I want a better contract. Say, no, you made, you made the decision. Yeah. You could have held. You could have said, I want a two-year deal, and then I'll re-sign. And, cause you, but you didn't believe in yourself enough then to say that. Well, I mean, honestly, they probably should all get paid 
you know, based on their performances. <laughs> right. You know, it's, it's hard to I, value that. Though, I was just right? going to say that because, uh, um, what, what the heck movie was that uh, with Adam Sandler and with a quarterback that wanted more money? And, and he oh. said, do we have the right to pay you less money if you don't play as well? <laughs> I don't know what that's from. Yeah, it, well, but I, but I know I just have a concept. No, it was from the one where he inherits the, that his uncle's billions or whatever, and he wasn't the right heir or something like that. I always forget what it is. Uh, Billy. Not no, Billy. Not Billy it, Madison. Big it was, Daddy? It, not Big Daddy. No, it's. It was an, it was one of his other movies, but yeah, he, he he was a Patriots fan, and he he actually inherited the Jets, and the quarterback uh, wanted really? more money, and he's like, "Do I have the right to pay you less money if you perform like shit?" <laughs> that sounds like a good flick. I can't believe I don't know that one. I I can't remember it off the top of my head. Or at least oh, a good deed, Mr. Deeds, Deeds. Oh, I don't oh, know yeah. if I ever saw that. Yeah, one. I didn't ever see that one either. Yeah, it was deep. But yeah, I like the concept of hey, if you're not going to play up to your potential, I'm going to pay you less. <laughs> right. I mean, it goes both ways, right? It yeah. cut, cuts both ways. Um, and then you could also say there's like there's a lot of players out there that them doing fantastic is not always measurable in stats, right? You're right. like, well, this guy played amazing. It's like, well, how come he doesn't have a ton of sacks? Because he was triple teamed and gave other players a chance to get sacks. I mean. If you do that for your team, you're just as valuable as the guy who pass rushes if you're the guy that takes yeah. up two linemen every play. So, <clears throat> I don't know. And I don't have a perfect solution or anything. But, you know, that what he, what he did to your back there? Now you know what wakes me up yeah. sometimes at 2 a.m. <laughs> <clears throat> and I'll give him credit. He doesn't ever wake me up <clears throat> out of the blue. Like, he doesn't just come wake me up when I'm sleeping. But I get up to take a piss, man. This cat is like, oh, sweet, we're up. Yeah. And I'm like, no, <laughs> no, we're going back to bed. And sometimes he'll let me. Excuse me. I got another one. But man, when he decides that I'm I'm going to wake up, I am going to. You're wake up. up. And you know how it is. You're like I know some people can't fall back asleep when they wake up. Now, if I wake up when I fall, if I wake up and have to go to the restroom and have something to drink, I can roll over and be back to sleep within I don't know me four too. seconds. Yeah, me too. But if I am forced to stay awake for about ten minutes, then all of a sudden I'm actually awake awake. And then you've just had, even if it's just a few hours, you've just had sleep. It's like a nap. And now you're like, well, now I'm not tired at all. Yeah. And then you can't fall back asleep. And I'm starting to realize the pain of uh, kind of what Rigner was telling me about uh, having uh, his youngest son crawls into bed every single day at night, you know, every single m- middle of the night. And then either kicks him in the face or kicks him in the balls. And uh, <laughs> that's a rude awakening. And I'm like, man, oh, yeah. I'm like, man what are you going to do when you have the new baby in November, man? You're not going to ever sleep at all. So <laughs> it's going to be brutal. Uh, Melvin Gordon still has not signed. He's and I gotten... don't hear, I don't hear any people talking trades with them right now nope. either. Why would you? I would look at him and be like, Dude, oh, yeah. you were never that good. <laughs> you scored a lot of touchdowns one season, but you were in the right situation. Yeah. And Austin Eckler and Joe Jackson have played just as well. when you were out, as they if they play when you're in, so I, yeah, it's I, I think it's almost a hundred percent a system thing. I mean, not that not that he doesn't have running back talent, but it's just not above and beyond what most teams already have. So why would you give away anything for that? And also, and you don't need to. What is the ridiculous trade? Would they say a first and a fifth? Yeah, a first a first for a guy who won't sign his contract. Yeah, they're basically saying we're going to just let you sit out the whole damn year. And not get paid. Why not? Do it. <laughs> and I think that he would find out quickly that he is not considered a top-level back. Oh, God, yeah. I know he considers himself one, 
But he, you know, Melvin Gordon is the quintessential uh, player or uh, parent on the sideline at Little League who says, "Why isn't my son starting? He's the best player out there." And the guy's like, "He struck out the last 17 at bats. He's not the best player on the team." You know, but the parent is like, no, he's the best one. And then you just want to slap that parent silly and be like, you idiot, just shut up and don't vote. But anyway, um, that, that's how I feel about Melvin Gordon. Obviously, I'm not a fan, but, you know. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of Melvin. I mean, they have two other guys in the backfield that they can use just as well out there. So, yeah, I mean, I think he's a system running back. You saw what happened when he doesn't play. They still do. The other yeah, guys did just fine. So, um yeah, I he's gonna. I think they were really smart to let him go out and seek a trade because he's gonna learn real quickly. He doesn't have a ton of value. Well, how funny is it? He gets permission to get a trade and he can't find a single trade partner. Well, that's oh, yeah. that's my point. I think, and that's the point that the Chargers are trying to make to him is like, hey man, this is we're paying you what you're. What you're worth, you know, like probably even a little more. <laughs> well, I think another part of it is that we've had so many outstanding top shelf running backs come out in the last few years that now an above average running back isn't that valuable. Whereas six years ago, they were. Yeah. Think about that. Mm-hmm. Six years ago, everything was a running back by committee, right? Because yeah. there was like, it was like Steven Jackson was like the only like three down back, you know? But now it's not like that. It's, it's, you know, there's, it, there's there's committees, but there's workhorses in. I'd say two thirds of NFL teams have a workhorse, and then a, a lot of then a lot of the running back by committee teams have really good running backs. Like Sony Michelle is a good running back, but he's part of a committee. Chris Carson and, and Rashad Penny are good running backs. They're part of a committee. committee. You know, I, that's it's just all over the league like that. So I think Gordon is remembering what an above average back was worth seven years yeah. ago as opposed to what one of those is worth now. We talked about it a little bit last week, too. Um, Like, kind of the specialization at that position, right? Like, a lot of guys, you know, they're out there to catch passes, or one guy's Mm -hmm. out there to block, you know, even. Um, So, yeah, they, you know, we also talked about the guys that need touches, you know, like, Adrian Peterson is one of those guys. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, In order to get it. his motor running, yep. you got to give him the ball 20 to 25 times. And he'll, you know, eventually he'll break one or he'll, you know, he'll make some big runs. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's kind of what, what's going on. I get, guys are specializing now, and uh, it just makes that position a lot less valuable. Yeah. You know, from a standpoint of they're just not paying guys a ton of money at the running back position anymore. What about uh, Julio? So now Julio is saying he may not play on Sunday because if he doesn't have a new contract. Now, Arthur Blank had been saying earlier this week that he planned to have a contract. I thought that had already kind of been patched up. I thought that was was patched up, too, because that hasn't been on the radar this week. Yeah. And that's what he said yesterday. Okay, see, I didn't even. I've been so. Yeah. I've been getting says, AB stuff. He hinted, I may, right. I just may not suit up huh. if I don't have my new contract by Sunday. And I thought, now that's probably the more clever way to work your leverage. Is <laughs> it's yeah. like often they're like, wait a minute, we play tomorrow, and it's like, yeah, well, I'm not. <laughs> and it's like, well, we need well, they, you. They, they play. They play Monday night. They play uh, the Saints Monday night. No, they play the Vikings. Oh, they play the. I'm sorry. My, yeah. Is that a Monday night game? No. Okay, it's Sunday. Yep. Okay. Well, and if I was gonna say if it was Monday night, then as a as a Falcons, I'd say we don't need you, man. Kirk, Kirk Cousins doesn't play in, on 
prime time. But if it's a Sunday yeah, right. game, he's going to have to do it. So He's going to play this year in prime time. Hopefully, huh? Yeah, I have faith. I I still can't get over how amazing he freaking looked the first like he five he weeks can look season. really good for sure. He's yeah, just inconsistent. That's his M. That's always been his mo yeah. and, and with the Redskins. I oh mean, yeah, that he, always was. He could go out and throw for four hundred yards easy. Yeah, yeah. It's just no. It's just it's just weird though. It's you know. And you see him play against the, the Rams at night. You know, you came over to watch the game, and that was one of the best games I have seen in the years, The Vikings-Rams game last year? Yeah. It was yeah. awesome. Yeah. And it was just big play after big play. It was. And, you know, and we and had two good defenses. Yeah. I mean, they both ended up in the top ten, I would imagine. But that happened That happened a number of times last year. Yeah. Where good offensive teams had good defenses, but it's almost like the defenses just took a nap. Uh, or – you just it's like maybe it's just like a really a, a well run well oiled offense that day can beat no matter how well a defense is playing. It's going to be interesting to see if Belichick exposed the Rams completely. That's like that, I that would, is. I am going to be really curious to see how they rebound. Are they going to have a hangover this year? Boy, the loser of the Super Bowl usually does. Yeah. 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 But uh, boy, they they carry over a, a lot of talent. Uh, you know, yeah, they lost a couple of key guys. They lost uh, Dominican Sue. They lost uh, I forget one of their linebacker linemen. Uh, uh, Roger, freaking yeah, I can't. Still remember got Aaron name. Donald. Yeah, they still got <laughs> Aaron Donald. So yeah, they're gonna be Best good. Player in the NFL, I, probably, huh? I don't know if they're gonna be quite as good as they were last year because he kind of took the league by storm, McVeigh. I think yeah. that he's going to have a tougher division this year. I think they'll all be better. I think Seattle's gonna be better. I think the Niners have to be better. And Arizona's got to be better. <laughs> Thank my gosh. Yeah. I just hope that Kyler Murray doesn't have just an absolute horrific season. I hope he doesn't get hurt. Well, with that, that offensive too. line, because they're just gonna blitz the hell out of him. I mean, the Raiders showed as you as that. long as he just takes sacks in the backfield, he'll he should be fine. They don't get those injuries a lot back there. He's just going to have to one. not listen to his coach and just take the ball and run. <laughs> I'm serious, but, but that's yeah. a guarantee of getting hurt. Yeah, it might be, but yeah. if they want to win some games, that's it's going to have to be that way. Now I'm thinking is his scrambling. Hopefully, if he looks downfield, kind of the way Baker did last year scramble out of that pocket and just get it so everybody, you know, so that you pull one or two, you know, linebackers in, then pass over the top and, you know, try and hit and, Kirk and he, or Fitz you, in, the, in you, the... You freeze that safety, too. And I, I got to... <laughs> so people who can't see this, go, the, the cat has Nate, Nate's leg, and, yeah, once he gets his grips, he's just like... Oh, Dude, I... To... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it's the shoelaces. I don't even wear yeah, shoelaces. Yeah, he likes the shoelaces. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to jump oh, in here quick because my upset special um, is a 10 o'clock game our time. But I can't call oh, it. An, I can't call it an upset special anymore because in the last 24 hours, 21 ranked Syracuse has now become the underdog against unranked Maryland in Maryland by a point this morning. Then it moved up to a point and a half at about 7 a.m. Wow. So, but I was going to say take Maryland. And the two points that I think it was yesterday morning at 7 a.m. But I can't really call it an upset special anymore because now Maryland's favorite. Not, yeah, but not. is that Syracuse? Maryland's is, Terrapins? Yeah. Syracuse is the ranked team at 21. Maryland is an unranked team. Right now, unranked teams that are favored against ranked teams uh, since last, well, wow. last year, they were 18 and 23. 
Syracuse um, is ranked. They must have done some good recruiting the last couple They did couple some of good years. recruiting. They've got some good coaching. They played Clemson tough. They were like that's the thing. Futile. Yeah. A couple of years ago. They really yeah, were. But I we knew that because what's his name uh, on our drive oh, show? He D-Mac. was trying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know, I I wanted to throw that out there just for you guys because it's up to a point and a half. But I have Maryland in that game because yeah. it's in Maryland and they're getting tuned up to play Penn State. Sure. In Maryland, coming up here and they want to oh, prove no, that. They're... I think a dude with a musket could beat a terrapin in a one-on-one <laughs> battle. So I'll go ahead and vote for the orange. A what's musket. A, what's a terrapin? Uh, isn't it a turtle? A turtle. Isn't the right. isn't aren't the orangemen aren't those the revolutionary fighters? Oh, it's just the it's just a big orange. Oh, that's Syracuse's person. Yeah, he's just a big orange. Oh, I thought their mascot was it, the orangemen. I think in way back in the day it used to be, but they had to change it. Yeah. <laughs> oh. But uh, that that was it. But I have another one for you guys to bet and bet big when we cut to the college football segment here that I am really high on awesome. um, coming up. So uh, like I said. I looked through the whole board again this morning, and I was like, I'm looking at all these games, and I'm not seeing anything jump off the board except Maryland beating Syracuse, a, a ranked opponent what at about, home. Uh, what about our local game here? What's that the was, line? It's, what do you, it's four uh, and a half as of, as of two hours ago. It was four and a half. Nebraska's favored? Yes. And uh, over-under, I think, was at uh, – let's see here. The over-under for that game was uh, – I ah. don't have it on there. But – um. That's going to be an interesting game. I'm not oh, going to believe in CU. Not take yeah. my shoes off, yeah. it? It, I'm not going to believe in CU until they actually <laughs> beat someone other than CSU. That's the biggest thing. And they have Air Force next week. So the Mountain West, though, last week, I mean, Nevada beats Purdue. You've got um, uh, the Cincinnati beating uh, UCLA. You had uh, you had losses all over mm. the Pac-12. I mean, a lot of people are saying the Pac-12 is dead. So this is a test for – and Nebraska's yeah. tuning up for Ohio State at the end of the month, coming to the Memorial Stadium. Yep. Um, so, Oregon and, blowing that game last week against Auburn. Yeah. Help the pack well, they, they, they have to play Nevada this week, too, who won on a last-second field goal last week against Purdue. Oregon does? Yeah. Wow. That's, that's, tough start a, to the that's a tough start to the season. Yeah. So, and, and like I said, Nebraska's tun, tuning up. They've got Martinez back. Who, and I think Nebraska threw for 400 yards on, on, on CU last year, if I remember the stat line right that I saw this morning. I'd love to see CU pull this one out and give a little validity to the Big 12, but it's going to be interesting because you know Nebraska, like always, is going to roll in with about 15,000 fans at Folsom, which only holds 52, and they're going to have the place packed. It would just be nice to see CU beat a, 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 a real opponent yes. after beating CSU. Starting two and zero doesn't mean anything. No, does Nebraska's it mean make it to ranked, a bowl game? They? No, twenty uh, first or twenty fifth. Twenty fifth. So even right better, so a ranked team, <laughs> yeah. and they could happen to win that one. You know, I mean, at least it makes it it uh, it takes some of the sting out of last season. Which, yeah. As an alumnus, it's like, dude, are you kidding me? You go five and zero, and you don't make the playoffs. In fact, I was talking about that to Anderson when we were out drinking with Mikey, and Anderson was talking about how Jason Hanahoe got all excited because he placed a futures bet on CU making a bowl game. Right. And they were 5-0, and, oh, and he's like, boy, five that, and oh, you there's, got, a, that there's the easiest lock. money ever. And then <laughs> nope. all of a sudden it's like, oh, my God, they lost all six, six games. games. You're just like, how do you how how do you lose those? But then you, you think, well, and because all your – That's why the coach was fired. Because your, exactly. well, your last six games are against and league opponents. And now we have, a, we have a good coach right now, and I, I think that they're going to come together. I don't know if they have it today against Martinez. Martinez is coming back off the end of that season. They didn't. They started off. Oh, yeah. I think I won five. And the but, defense scored 
two touchdowns last week. Nebraska. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Oh, wow. Look at you. You found your way up and in. So, you know, it's going to be an interesting game. Yeah. I, I like to see that become competitive because I think we've got a home and home for next maybe two, three years. And, uh, you know, it'll, it'll be nice to see. It'll be an interesting tune-up for their, to see what the Pac-12 has against a top-rated Big Ten West team yep. is really what it is because that's what Nebraska is right now. They are a touted Big, Big Ten West team along with Wisconsin right now yep. in Iowa. Yep. So it'll be interesting to see, and it's, it'll be a good gauge for Pac-12 football to see if they can hang with that. Because right now you got to realize, you know, it's the Big Ten East that's been dominant, not the Big Ten West. And I do want to announce that we, I don't know if I have it ready to go next year. So I got, I got I the webcam that. up there. Um, I'm still figuring out how to get a, because we have a channel on YouTube, but yep. it's not the same as having a stream. Right. And you have to get a stream code to be able to have it upload directly. But I think and next we have week, breaking news. Uh-oh. Aaron Rodgers retires? Nope. Daryl Strawberry's making a comeback? Michael Irvin snorted a line of cocaine off somebody's ass. <laughs> <laughs> you ever hear that rumor that he used I to believe... have the hookers come by and they would snort lines off of his dick? <laughs> AB has officially been released. Really? Wow. Just like that. Just like that. It's yeah, over. right there it is. Breaking news. Raiders so who, released who Antonio up? Brown. There you go. So what's the line on the Broncos game now? <laughs> Let's find out. <laughs> yeah, no, you got I got huge by bet right now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that Dude, cat. this is like Fight Club in here now. Yeah, you should, it's, like, it's so funny because Gizmo is just attacking Nate. And he's not even attacking Nate. He's just in the, in the midst of attacking his toy. He uses <laughs> Nate's shoe as like a, as like a liftoff point. Um, it's also, and I tell you the what, line's still too. Well, I mean, Man, that, I'm that, tempted to throw a bet down right now. now. Now I'm picking the Broncos over the Raiders this year. I mean, oh, everybody is now. I mean, I, I had to pick the, the the Texans over the Colts after. Who the Andrew. hell is their number two receiver? I don't even have a clue. Who? <laughs> Oakland. Uh, well, they're number one now. I don't even know. I, I. I mean, I know they brought in that they brought in that one tight end after losing Jared Cook, but he's not an upgrade. No. And I, cause I've been I watched Hard Knocks. I, I've got two episodes left of Hard Knocks. I haven't and seen it. I, it's not that. Uh, oh, Renfro is probably their number. Is, is well, it they, Ren, well, they drafted that, Renfro. Yes. He might be their number one. I mean, I think he was their number three. But wow. I don't know if he's their number two or their so, number one now. Diva Watch. Oh, just, Tyrell Williams. Yes. Oh. Diva but Watch just went nuts. His value, man. If you drafted Tyrell Williams with hopes and dreams because Antonio was going to take the double teams, boy, yeah. that ended. You might as well just drop him. They now. also have J.J. Nelson, Dwayne Harris. Oh, a couple of stalwarts. Hunter Renfro and Ryan Grant. I think Ryan Hunter Renfro is probably the best player of that whole group. Yeah. I mean, Tyrell Williams, I think he's got talent, but he's going to he's gonna draw the number one corner. Renfro now. is now the number two. Boy, so if Renfro hasn't been picked up in your league and you're thin at receiver, so, might be a, might be worth taking. Who, who, in our league, in Fantasy Fanatics, who did pick up Antonio Brown? Mike. He's Mike playing me did. in week okay. one. I love it, dude. I cannot wait to beat Rigger in week one and just rub his nose in his smack talking about my team. Because that's all he did. I'm just going to be like, that's right. Yeah. Well, he's, I just remember he's talking so much smack about Ben Roethlisberger, uh, Derrick Henry, and Tyler Lockett. So find out real quick if those players were uh, actually worth their time. So uh, you want to reread the trivia question for sure us? Sure do. Sure do. That's Rigner right there. AB release. Yeah, Rigner, catch, uh, up, <laughs> catch up a little bit here, man. We already broke that story. You're, uh, you're behind the yeah. times, man. 
All right, so let's re- let's reread since we're at the top of the hour here. Um, the sports defensive trivia question of the week, and this comes from the LSU Texas game tonight. We have number six LSU playing number nine Texas at DKY Stadium in Arlington, or I'm sorry, Austin, Texas. Okay, when was the last two? When was the last time two top ten teams? From the SEC and Big 12 played in the regular season. We all know they played in uh, in championship games, bowl games, and so on, and so or college football playoff and and bowl games. But the last two times, uh, two top ten teams from the Big Ten and or the Big 12 and the SEC played each other in the regular season. And so help me out real got, quick, just because of my my noviceness when it comes to college uh, football. Who is in the Big 12. The Big 12, you're looking at Oklahoma, used to be Nebraska, Oklahoma, Missouri, um, Texas A&M, uh, the Big 12, uh, Oklahoma State, Baylor. Uh, I'm sorry, not Texas A&M, Oklahoma State, Baylor, um, TCU now. I said Oklahoma already. Baylor, TCU. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State. Uh, TC already said Baylor. I'm just trying to go around. I remember for a while when Baylor was good. And Michigan and and Ohio, those are big 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 ten. Okay. Um. I mean, from the SEC, they've got so many options. Yeah, so many options from there. Could be Alabama. Could be Clemson. Could remember now? West West Virginia is now a Big Twelve team. Kansas, Kansas State. But this wouldn't. But they weren't. I mean, this this is only this is, this already happened, right? So this isn't. Yes. Including a now Big Twelve team, it had to be Big Twelve when they played, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, I think they, that I mean, that might be the trick to the question. I'm trying to think that it's. <laughs> I so I, is Texas Tech now in the SEC? Texas Tech is in the Big Twelve. They're in the Big Twelve. Yeah. So who is Texas A&M, A&M is in the Big Twelve? A&M. A&M is the one that moved over because okay. they didn't want any part of the Texas Longhorn okay. TV contract, and they so went that's over to the I would guess. Johnny, Johnny Manziel was there, right? Yes, yeah. that's who I would guess. One side was Texas A&M, mm-hmm. okay. and they went and played, and that was when they were in the Big Twelve. No, and they played at Alabama. I want to say they're already in. The SEC win the game you're thinking of. Oh, okay. So it, I, I guess I'm right. Okay, <laughs> you're right in a way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the team I got the team right, but not the right division or whatever, right? Uh, no, you okay, didn't say the an- say the answer again. Oh, you want the question or the answer? The answer. The answer is never happened. <laughs> Trick question. Trick question. <laughs> it has never happened. A bit a top ten Big Twelve team has played a top ten. SEC team in the regular season has never surprising. happened in the history of the both conferences. Wow. So those conferences just must not play very often. They don't play very often. And that's why you saw Missouri and Texas A&M head over to the SEC because they why, wanted more exposure. Why is that, do you think? Uh, the Big 12s look down as of, of less defensive conference, more offensive conference. Yeah. And the back in the day, they had that la- that that allure of Nebraska, Oklahoma, sure. and those big time teams, mm-hmm. but you didn't see the SEC teams back then yeah. being those really big time teams. You know, you had your Clemson like in 1982 sure, winning a national sure. title. Um, so yeah, it's one of those things. It doesn't happen very often. And A and M, the reason A and M very often or ever A and M, the real reason A and M went to the SEC is because Texas wanted to. 
uh, profit share, all the universities to pay them to use the Longhorn Network when they did their home games. And Texas A&M wanted no part of it. So the SEC jumped right on top of them and brought them in. Interesting. Good question. That's a good question. A lot of politics behind that one. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) I like it. That's a tough one. Well, why don't we uh, cruise through college football here? Yeah, tough to answer we, a question uh, that doesn't have an answer. That's very true. Yeah, dubious, <laughs> dubious <laughs> question there, JT. Now, now the now the last time that um, that LSU and Texas actually played is is about 1946. Wow. So it's a long, long time ago. So, all right. So obviously we got Nebraska at um, minus four and a half at CU today, 3:30 Eastern on Fox. Uh, oh, Fox, so the game's at one thirty. One thirty our time. It's kind of sucks. It's in the middle oh, of the day. So I'm not going to see. Uh, I was going to go see uh, it after the um, show, but I guess not. Yeah, I want to see that game. It, it, it's the first time Nebraska's been here since 2009, okay. um, because that, they were part of the Big 12 back then, and she was still part of the Big 12 back then. Um, you know, it's a really good test for both teams. We have to see what Nebraska has heading into the Ohio State game at the end of September, and we have to see what the Big 12, or Pac-12 has with uh, a lot of their teams losing last week, quite frankly. I mean, Arizona lost to Hawaii. UCLA lost to Cincinnati. Oregon lost to Auburn. I mean, we can go on and on about teams that lost. How is USC looking this year? USC, ACL on their quarterback. They're playing Stanford today. Their Stanford's quarterback is in the back. It's concussion protocol. So you have two backup quarterbacks going at it. Um, That would have been another upset one, but you have two backup quarterbacks. Stanford's still ranked at 23. USC is yeah. unranked, and it's it's a practically a pick'em game too. So it's not really there's no real underdog there. Right, <laughs> um, right. So you know, it's like, like I can't really pick an upset there. I looked up and down the board. I'm like I can't really pick an upset anywhere here. You know, obviously A and M. This one goes off at 132. They're going to be at number one Clemson. A uh, and M's uh, ranked 12. Last year Clemson won 13 out of 15 games by 20 points or more. That's astonishing. You know what, though? Mon and Texas A&M, Clemson only beat them by two last year. This is the this is the Bryant game where Bryant had to come back in and save Trevor Lawrence's ass, Clemson's true freshman quarterback. So they won by two, and Mon threw for over 400 yards, but we have a completely new overhauled uh, defensive line front for Clemson here, and this one's in Clemson's F out. No, you're talking about the player that left after the halfway point of the yeah. season or whatever? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, so this is gonna, this is an interesting one. The line on this one is 16.5 favoring Clemson. Um, and I don't have the over-under on there because it's, it's up there pretty high. So interesting game, 130 in Death Valley at Clemson. They're called, they have a little Death Valley thing too with their stone that they have there. The big one tonight is LSU minus 6.5 at number nine or at number nine texas the over under is 57 um lsu's new coordinator looked great last last week they were running shotgun for the first time in years which so they actually got out of under center and pounding and grounding the ball joe burrow looked great last week even though it was against the uh i think it was ula louisiana or ulf losing lafayette texas for them to have a chance tonight sam ellinger is their Heisman hopeful quarterback. He is a better runner than passer, but he has to put up huge numbers against it. Uh, I'm going to throw my hometown boys in there playing Buffalo. This game is a 30 and a half point spread over under 56. Penn State put 79 points on Idaho last week at Beaver Stadium. This is the tune up before. Ooh, that Penn. was ridiculous, yes. man. Now, wow. here's the stat that I didn't even realize. Penn State has not scored over 50 points in consecutive games since 1910. That very well could happen today. And wow. the over/under on this game is only 56. 
So just look out for that if you're in a betting mood. Um, I already said the upset pit of the week, and that we've already started. They already kicked off. Can't really call it an upset because Maryland went to a one-and-a-half-point favorite. But tonight, Oregon State has to go out to Hawaii. And I told, I've been, you know I've been high on Hawaii all year. Yeah. Um, Hawaii's a six-and-a-half-point favorite over probably one of the worst teams in the Pac-12 North, Oregon State. Oregon State scored 40 points last week, though. Hawaii's on p- scoring 50 points. The over-under is only 78. Take the take the over in this game. You're going to see 90 points on the board in this wow. game. I guess you will see 90 points on the board in this game, and I think Hawaii beats them outright by the six and a half. And the note underneath your Syracuse Maryland game. What does the CU part mean? I might I've might I might take CU as the upset. I I just don't know if I can convince myself. With howling, I knowing how many Nebraska fans show up at Folsom all those years, even though I was there when we rolled them 63-21 or 63-61-23, I don't know if I can just – I don't know if I can – with the way the Pac-12 looked last week, I don't know if I can pick that. I'll never forget when that game happened, and I was at my aunt and uncle's, and Anderson was down there. We were there for Thanksgiving, right? It was the morning after, and, uh, you know, we just hadn't gotten out of the house yet, so we watched the CU game there and watched them just roll, and you're just like, you know, oh, they finally figured out the one thing that somehow no one else figured out all season, which was they only run the option, maybe run linebackers on either side and just try and stop that, you know. But, I mean, you have to have the right linebackers, I'm sure. But uh, I can just remember on the call, Bobby Purifier. Bye. <laughs> I, what I remember more than anything was than the shock that weekend, later that weekend when they, or I think it was that weekend or the next weekend when they declared that Nebraska was going to go ahead and, and get into the title game yes. against Miami. Yeah. Yes. And I'll never forget, I worked at NCAR back then at the kitchen. And that morning, after that thing was figured out, all the guys that worked in the machine shop, right, they're all the blue collar dudes, uh, always came in for breakfast, right? And they all came in, just tell me one after the other. I'm, those those Miami showboats are going to just get stomped by Nebraska. They're like the, the <laughs> Nebraska, the corn fed big boys. They're just going to they're going to show them a one thing, you know. And I mean, all of them said the exact, almost to a T, were saying that to me, you know. All the big boys, the big strong boys in Nebraska are going to knock those little, you know, running around pansies on their butts, and this is going to be just a slaughter. And then you go on, and you're like. But how in the world is Nebraska going to score enough points to compete with Miami? That's true. And then, what was it? It was over in, like, the first, like, four minutes. I mean, it was like, okay, Crouch has to throw now, so yeah. the game's over. You know? Oh, yeah. You, as soon as you had to get that team to throw the ball, they were done. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that guy couldn't throw a ball. And then the fact that he wouldn't change positions to have a career in the NFL, it's like, dude, I know you I never understood that. So did Danny Werfel. Yeah. You know, it's like the Heisman doesn't really mean uh, anything. Tim, it can. Tim Tebow is the same thing, right? Absolutely. Tebow can't throw for crap, and that's why he's not in the NFL. <laughs> but he could have been. Hey, but, you, you know, T- oh, oh, he, 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 he could have. Yeah. Now, Tebow is a great SEC commentator right now. He was on the SEC. I, I oh, I bet he, number of he's that's unbelievable. Perfect, he's, yeah. That's a perfect fit. Perfect, yeah. yeah. He could do that job for the next 35 oh, years. Oh, no easily, problem. easily, easily. He's probably yeah. making – Four million a year because I mean. the, the SEC network is still part of ESPN and all that so that jazz where he, yeah. he'll he'll come on the first take talk to the guys he'll come on the other shows and talk to all those guys and he always looks the part he always looks like a million dollars he always knows exactly what to and say. How old is he? He's only twenty nine. Twenty eight, twenty nine. Yeah, I don't he's think not he, that far removed. Yeah, and I mean he just did try and play you know still trying to play minor league baseball yeah. or major league baseball so. Um, 
thought he might make it in the bigs this year, but then he kind of faltered yeah, he, off. He, he, he fell off year. kind of in the middle of the year and went down to like a 139 batting average or something. You're just going to find out what happens when you get film on you. Yeah. You know, but uh, no props to him. I still can't believe that the Broncos took him in the first round. Yeah. And I'll never forget Colin Cowherd like a year after the year after Tebow got released. He says, I'll bet you anything. Bill Belichick convinced <laughs> his protege to take Tebow and talked him into it because all the pressure he knew the Patriots would face drafted drafting so late after winning the Super Bowl <laughs> that they would be like, oh, it's a 30-second pick. You should take Tebow. You should take Tebow. And he wanted to get him off the board. I don't know if that's true or not, of course, but I thought that was an interesting speculation that Cowherd was doing. Yeah. All right. So just to, just to recap college football, great day college football coming up. Um, but look at that Hawaii game tonight. It is late. It's the late game, so you have all day to kind of ponder oh, it. The game starts at like 10 p.m. Uh, it starts <laughs> – yeah, I'll tell you exactly when it starts. It starts at 9.59 our time. Wow. <laughs> 10 p.m. starting time. But, yeah, look at that game because I'm telling you, I like Hawaii in the six and a half, and I like the over-under because these, both these teams are going to put a hell of a lot of points on the board. Yeah. So cool. that that's going to be my advice this week. Just like I said, that, that line in Maryland moved from yesterday morning to this morning in the opposite direction so on me. Is your favorite matchup of the week the Texas A&M versus Clemson or the LSU versus Texas? I like LSU versus Texas because I think Clemson's going to handle A&M. I, I think okay. A&M will pass for yards on them and we will yeah. show a little. ATN, uh, Clemson's running back, is going to have a monster game in this one. And we'll see what Trevor Lawrence – this is where Trevor Lawrence stumbled last year. Yeah. We'll see what he does. The LSU game where they're running the – the new offense with Burroughs as their quarterback, the transfer from uh, up uh, up in Ohio State, um, looked good out of the shotgun last last week, and they looked good throwing the ball, which which LSU has not been good at lately is throwing the ball. Uh, this and this is going to be in front of a hundred thousand people in, in 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 Austin, Texas. This is going to be a good big, game big and game for Big Ed, right? Oh yeah, and it's it's got to be Texas wants to prove that they're back. So, and at Origin, I mean, this is a game where he wants to say, I can, I can compete with Alabama and this year. And I've put LSU back on the map. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Yep. That's what they, that's what they need to do. So yep. there's a couple, you know, statement games. So use the statement game where they want to prove the Pac-12 has some, you know, still some power out there after last week's really debacle of, of losses. And what, what are the things coming to when CU is the one responsible for proving that the Pac-12 has well, something to offer. You know, it's 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 a game where they're playing a a, a Big Ten school and a, a Big Ten school that is ranked and has their quarterback coming back. So it's an out of conference game after they got the big the Pac-12 got shellacked down a yeah. conference by the Mountain West last week, and um, you know it's a big game for both teams. A big game for Nebraska. They have to have that tune-up for Ohio State coming in the Memorial who, Stadium. Who at the in the, the Mountain West whooped them? Uh, let's see, Boise State beat Florida State. Um, that was my upset pick of the week I hit last week, 36-31. Nice. Um, Nevada beat Purdue. That's a, you know, Mountain West team beating a, a Big Ten team. Um, let's see, uh, Hawaii beat Arizona the week before. That's a Mountain West team beating a – Oh, Hawaii is Mountain West. Yeah, they're in a Mountain West. Uh, beating a, a, a Pac-12 team again. And Oregon, obviously, they they lost to – Auburn at the last second with a true freshman quarterback making that play in Knicks at the end of the game. So, you know, the Pac-12 kind of took it on the chin last week and the week before. They have some, they have some stuff to prove. It would be so hard to be a player in, for Hawaii. I mean, five-hour flight just oh, to get to the dude, West Coast. Yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah. And you got to go back, you know. 
It's like there's your whole like Friday and your whole Sunday. Does it make up for it that you have a huge home field advantage though? That's the thing. They score a lot of points in Honolulu at Aloha Stadium. Still just seems like a brutal thing to have to do. Yeah. No, they they actually the plus side of having Hawaiian women. I mean that's a plus side right there. They get some they actually get some leeway with that too about the way they have to travel. Is is I, I I don't remember what it is anymore, but I used to know uh, that Hawaii did get some leeway with with their travel and so on and so forth because they had to travel so much. Yeah. So, but that's the college football segment for today. Take it for what it's worth. Like I said, Maryland flopped the points uh, back onto their side in the upset special. Um, so it's not really an upset, but I'm picking Maryland in that game. And I'm telling you, go for Hawaii and go for that damn over. I'm telling you, they're going to score 90 points tonight. If I uh, so I took my winnings from the uh, from the uh, Packers game mm-hmm. and I used it on a CU Nebraska game. Um, more just because it's like you know yeah. the rivalry that was the huge rivalry when I, was, when I was a student, and it's there. a good point spread. I was there back when Chris Brown was playing. You that know, could be and, a field goal game. It's a good point spread. Yeah, and I just I, mean, I just uh, it was just also uh, you know I knew that uh, Anderson went big on that game, and I thought you know what the hell it's, I won the first bet, so I'll yeah. just I'll just have fun and do this one. Plus it'd be a really nice win for CU, so oh, yeah. it just adds a little bit of uh, flavor to it. But like I said, I wanted to go see that movie It, and it's three hours. Ooh, which dang. is good though because that book was, was so long. Yeah, it came out yesterday. Okay. That's a long time go, to be in a movie theater. I want to go. I want to go see it before too much gets revealed. Only thing I know for sure is the turtle is referenced, but he's not actually in it. So I was kind of bummed. I kind of hoped they were going to have him in it, but um, it, it 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 would be so hard to do that in a movie. I mean, metaphysical stuff. It's how do you show like ethereal planes on a movie you know it's, it's right. hard to do so yeah uh, let's jump in in the nfl guys we got we got football tomorrow first game super so excited so oh, i'm excited. so excited it's like the best even... time of year walked out of my house this morning after what was it 100 degrees on thursday oh my god and yes. it was like just a breath of fresh air this morning this morning really it was nice almost cool. chilly yeah. in my bedroom ah! I think uh, uh, I think uh, a the, mascot, the mascot Gizmo has decided that uh, Nate is the scratching post, yeah. which is nice because you know I mean I need to let my my wounds <laughs> heal here. Look how much better they look though, Ben. They looked bad last week. Uh, anyway, yeah, they uh, did look bad last week actually. Because <laughs> well, they were all so fresh and they're yeah. all red, and you're just like, what the hell happened to you? And it's like, well, my cat like doesn't like to fall down off my lap and he tries to secure himself it's like oh those are scrapes from falling down well like, yep. i think we should start the uh nfl segment yeah. by uh speculating on where antonio brown goes <laughs> good, just good real Lord. quickly give me, so give me to think two of, or three teams you think he might go to i mean i think the patriots are a massive possibility oh right? yeah, yeah. By far. Receiver, and can you imagine if they got him to just focus for just one year That'd be like bringing Randy Moss on. The well, team. here's the one thing: there's got to, it's got to be a team that has cap room, right? Because he's going to cost some money. Oh, he's going to have to sign for cheap this year. Yeah. He has no, he has no leverage at all. No one's going to sign him to a multi-year deal. You know. Well, he, he has leverage if multiple teams want him. He does have that leverage. Yes. yes. I just don't see many teams. First of all, how many teams are even going to have significant cap room after filling their roster? You know. So that that would make it a little. Boy, you guys both just grabbed your phones and looked distracted. Did you guys get an update? Oh, Did you already Br- sign with the Patriots? Brian. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Brian just sent us his picks. His picks. Oh, for this week. Interesting. So who did he? Well, we'll let you do your picks, and then we can review. Yeah, we do that at the end. Uh, 
I want to uh, talk more about where you think he's going to go, though. There's got to be a couple other options, right? Patriots obviously stick out. Yeah. Who, uh, who else might make a, a move for someone like this? San Francisco? They okay. could use a good receiver, they a playmaker. Could, they could How, Miami. use a receiver. Yeah, but Miami's trying to they're, rebuild. They're, they're trying to rebuild. Yeah. They're not going to want to bring him them. in. The Jets. Oh, the Jets could use him. Boy, that's a total... Imagine A, a- B on the back page of the New York Post. How awful that would be. Reunion. That, oh, uh, my goodness. Reunion with his teammate, Le'Veon. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, that's an interesting... I mean, they don't have much. They got Robbie Anderson and Unuan. Well, Robbie's got okay, a well, bad how about, how about, let's just throw this one out there. Um, Carolina Panthers. I mean, who do they really have receiving the ball? Uh, they like DJ Moore and they, Samuel. They like I, I think that they don't want to mess up what they've got. Come Maybe. on, who's the obvious one? You guys aren't taking the bait here. Well, who, or who, who I thought, who, was, who the thought was the obvious one. one. You're not going to say the Broncos. No. Oh, okay. Are you going to say the Packers? No, I was going to say oh, Dallas. Oh, Dallas. Oh, Dallas. No. They already oh, got Cooper. Man. They... Oh, man. But, but they him with Cooper, though? The, the accident, I, I'll tell you what, the I, accident I waiting think. to happen would be a 50-car pileup on an interstate if that happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be a great matchup. Green Bay, though, you mentioned. That's actually not a bad. Well, I think you. I think you say. Although I don't think that organization would put, put up, up with, with it. That. I, that's the thing. Right. I don't that, think they'd put up with. I it. I don't think they would either. So I think that kind of nixes him going there. Uh, oh, wow. What about those are all? Those are all. What about the Saints? Can you imagine him and Michael Thomas on the? Oh, think team? about it. Michael Thomas. I mean, he's he's he, what does he have? Seventy-five percent more catches than anyone else on the Saints right now yes. on their starting lineup. Yeah, if I remember doing that stat I right think, a couple of weeks ago, I think AB would fit well there. I don't know if he would want to go there, being a third fiddle. It's true because Tamara true. and Thomas are and Breeze are all so well loved by yeah. that city. It's an interesting thing to think about because I, I mean, Diva Watch is just ridiculous the past couple of days of what's really been going on, and it's just it's it's amazing to see. Uh, just the downfall of, of the whole thing since getting released by the Steelers. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's, it's incredible. Yeah. We've never seen anything like this. It's bizarre. <laughs> it's just so funny because the cat has gotten so much taller and so much heavier in the last like week. And it's like, all of a sudden he can make jumps that are like, he shouldn't <laughs> be making. And last night I could tell he was trying to get up the nerve to try and jump up to the stovetop where I was cooking. So oh, I, had boy. To, I had to grab the spray bottle and like, you know, taunt him, and he was like, "Oh, okay." You don't want kitty skewers. Yeah, I've gotten, uh, him, I've gotten him three times. What other what other team out there comes to mind when you think of big spenders and kind of making a lot of mistakes on big money? Browns. No, they're Odell in, still says he's hurt in the head. They're in uh, they're in your division. Oh, the skins. Yeah, they, oh. they have really nothing right. They, they have I mean, God. nothing. People are looking no for the way they, AB goes and, there. And here's the thing. I mean, the Eagles are playing the skins this weekend. They're favored by ten, and people think that the, the Eagles blow this team out. Carson Wentz hasn't played a single down in preseason. <laughs> is the thing I'm worried about. Yeah. Not worried about it, but it's still it's one of those things where he really hasn't played. I just I can't imagine Antonio Brown seeing any value in going there. How okay, so how long before he signs? That's the other good question, right? Does two weeks. You think two weeks? You think uh the commissioner kinda went to the owners and was like, Look, we can't mm. we can't just go out and sign this guy 
tomorrow, fellas, it w- that would really make us look bad. I just you know, think can we let it like play we have out? To, we for... have to make sure this is a good fit before we do it. Yeah, yeah. Because you think about what Terrell Owens did to the Niners and to the Eagles. The Eagles I mean, and the Cowboys. He well, not as not much, as, as, the much as the Cowboys, but still. But boy, he sure ruined what San Francisco had going on with Jeff Garcia. He and ruined Donovan. What Donovan McNabb was doing. I mean, I mean if, if Donovan wins one or two Super Bowls, aren't we looking at them in the same you know era as? Eli Manning yeah. and 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 not Donovan without winning a Super Bowl. Where did uh where did Todd Haley go? That coach, he was the offensive coordinator in OC somewhere now, in right? Pittsburgh. He, but where is he? Uh, is he with the Rams? I don't know. He actually might be with the Rams. Okay, I was going to say wherever he is, that might be a good bet too for Antonio Brown. The question is, does Rams have any cap space for him? I don't know. Probably I don't not. think they do. Probably not. <laughs> they have a lot of. I mean, Gurley got his. Gurley got his extension. They have a lot of expensive yeah. and big contracts. They did just extend Goff too. Yeah, they did. They yeah. what did he get? Four years just yeah. uh, two days ago. Yep. So four years and what, forty or something like yeah, that. It was yeah. a lot. Yeah, you know, good extensions on him and Tyreek Hill, right? I mean, those just Tyreek, the other to... guy that got his extension. I mean, yeah, well, as, as long as he has no more domestic or any any kind of. Things come up. I'm sure right. he's Which got is, that uh, conduct he, he, detrimental. Oh yeah, he's got clause. that. He's got that written oh, in yeah. real big. That should be in <laughs> every contract. Letters. Honestly, that's why they should just do one-year contracts in every sport. Look at the bas- Look at basketball. They're doing a lot of. That. I mean, Boogie Cousins, I think, only signed a one-year deal with the Lakers, and I now think he's the players, up for arrest. Yeah, I think the players would would like that. I don't know. But it, it's interesting because, like I said, Diva Watch has now just expanded into something even it, – it, it just turned into so many different directions yeah. right now. <laughs> I, I think sal- yearly salaries would go up quite a bit if they did it that way. I can, well, that's what, you're, that's what they're going to push for. That's why they want to renegotiate all these salaries because the CBA, yeah. with the way they redid it after you know all those record rookie deals, is they wanted to get you know the more long-term – deal worth less money in there where the owners weren't spending so much on these players yeah. that might just be a bust you know who wants to pay i mean what i mean i think sam bradford got a couple years and 78 million as a rookie contract yeah and he never panned out the how shit. often do those big contracts really get fulfilled though you know what i mean like never how often does the player perform up to those expectations after they sign that big contract remember when remember when vic had that deal worth 95 million dollars and he wouldn't make ended up making like 15 because it was all yeah. it was all incentive it was all incentive right. based yeah, what about so. arod his big deal did A-Rod. he did he live up to expectations which one well, the, the, the Yankees the deal? The Yankees deal. Oh, the Yankees deal. Yeah. No, he he did live up to the Rangers deal. Yeah, even though I, he didn't I would live say up yeah. to and the Rangers. Se- yeah, sure. And, yeah. and Seattle, he didn't make that much money. But, no, no, he didn't have certainly. That's why he left. Seattle. I was just trying to think of when big contracts contracts have been tendered. You know, LeBron James, he's probably lived up to some of his. but Yeah, the earlier yeah. ones, yeah. Anytime you make the last big contract of a player's career, then they never pay off because – what are you doing? I was opening the bottom and something felt like it oh. just flew out. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> That's like a slingshot. A little, uh, a little, a little gift for Gizmo later on. Uh, so Todd Haley. Uh, does not have a job right now. He was the offensive coordinator for the Browns last oh, year. Oh, that's right. Um, 
and then he was with the Steelers for the five years before that, right? And then he was the head coach the two years before that. That's what I was thinking. If maybe he had a job somewhere, that AB would possibly consider that. Um, I mean, the Broncos wouldn't be a bad match, you know, match for him. They're certainly uh, thin at receiver. You know, there's a lot of uh, eggs in the Cortland Sutton basket right now. Yeah, there are. And, and Emmanuel. You know, yeah, I mean, Emmanuel, I think, as long as he's healthy, he's he's a good receiver, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't I don't care what anybody says. That guy is – he gets separation. He gets open. Yep. Uh, he catches the ball. He is a fantastic receiver. I tell you what, if they could get him for the right price, the Broncos, I think that would be a miraculous move because they're not going anywhere this year. They hopefully are going to be better than last year, but they're kind of rebuilding – while trying to be competitive, yeah. and I think it would be a great thing to if they or, just uh, sign him for a one-year deal. Just give us a dynamite playmaker because that's what the Broncos have lacked too much as a playmaker. Or do the uh, do the Giants make one last push and uh, try to give Eli one more weapon to add to that offense? They've probably got possible. some cap room. Absolutely possible. I don't. They definitely have cap room. Yeah. I the problem with the, both the Broncos and the Giants I see is does Antonio want to go there? Yeah. Does he think that they're contenders? Right. Yeah. Because he knows he's getting a one-year deal. Well, right? I don't no know. If, I don't know if signed. being a contender matters to him. You don't think so? No, because he wouldn't have signed with the Raiders. Good point. Well, he got traded to the Raiders, but no, I see what you're well, saying. Well, he he kind of forced the trade to the Raiders too, though. Is is from what I from what I remember, he kind of said I wanted to go there. But he didn't like signed an extension though. When he was when traded, he went, I think so. Yeah. So either way. Well, Gruden and, liked and, his work ethic, and Gruden liked him from a long time ago. And AB liked Gruden as a coach, is what I remember a lot about that. <clears throat> so, I'm nervous that I don't see the cat anymore. Wow, I think he went running out that way. He's going to oh. end up on my back. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was standing on top of that, and I thought it was going to pounce on your head. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that wouldn't be the first time. Yeah. Um, so just crazy. I mean, so before we get too far gone – there's one big thing I wanted to bring up, and it has to do with the Thursday night game, right? Yeah. So the Thursday night game was – I mean, it was, it was, it was, it was so much fun to watch football, but it was also like, boy, man, that was just rusty, rusty, rusty. And all it makes you think is proof that the preseason has become a joke. Yeah, it None of these guys are playing. There's no timing set up. It's going to take three weeks before the NFL. I would say the, next, the first two weeks, bets are really going to be a little tough because – Teams are just not going to play very well. I'm interested to see what Nate Nate's the gambling corner brings up about yeah. over unders and everything on this because I, I mean look look at the Eagles. I, like I said, uh, Carson Wentz hasn't played a single snap right. in preseason. Not I one. Think that's a really good question. <laughs> I don't know the answer to this first part of the question, which makes the second part kind of hard to answer. But I would think it would be really good to bet on the teams that played the most minutes with their starters in preseason. Tom Brady. Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, those guys played in the preseason. Yeah. Did they? Tom Brady played into a third quarter. Patrick Mahomes yep. played into a third quarter. What does yep. that What does that tell you? You know, it should t- that's one a of the, good the, point. Maybe the goat we, uh, on the best dynasty the ever. I, I'm just saying, you know, that was a topic I heard uh, a couple of days ago. But it's funny in the because the Patriots are. Aren't they kind of notoriously slow starters? They are, and that's the biggest problem right so, now is they are very slow starters. Maybe right that's about why Halloween. Belichick has changed his tune. And yeah. He's like, hey, Tom's going to play. 
and they're, they're usually right around your birthdays where they pick up on yeah. Halloween. Yeah. It's, it's usually what they I re- do. I remember when they had the foot, this football life with Belichick, mm-hmm. and they were talking to him, and he was kind of going over, like, you know, kind of yeah. voiced some of his philosophies and whatnot. But he said that ever since they signed the new CBA, that he was like, well, preseason and, you know, OTAs, they're kind of worthless because they are. we're not playing game speed. We're not playing game you know, and with the, o- the, o- the OTAs, they're bringing you even in later to get with your squads and do anything with your but squads. But he's talking about how it's like, he's like, well, it's not until we actually get into the regular season that I get a chance to really like right. figure out who's what. And that, that's why I think they always have that first four or five games that are maybe not great. And then also once, he, once they figure out what they've got. Well, what was Aaron Rodgers you know, on, on Thursday night? Two for five for 10 yards in, in the first quarter and oh, Thursday night? it was abysmal. Yeah. I mean, he <laughs> was throwing, Trubisky was even worse. He was throwing the ball into the ground. I mean, he looked like Donovan McNabb doing those yeah. swing passes. Uh, that, I think that you was know, one of the – Jimmy Graham one? Yeah. You're like, dude, Jimmy Graham, you couldn't – it's Jimmy Graham. You couldn't throw the ball in the air? You had to throw it up. <laughs> but, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is obviously one of the best quarterbacks that we've seen. So. And, and that was the other thing with – um with uh, Le Fleur and his new system, <laughs> you have to say it that Le Fleur way. Um, you know, is, he had the what? The 27th ranked offense in Tennessee. And how is, is that going to translate with Aaron Rodgers not even seeing him play in the preseason? Yeah. I... <laughs> hey, what did that game wind up? 10 to 3? Yeah. That, that was a 10. Yeah. Yeah. Especially it, with the limitations in practice. I mean, he just yeah. hasn't had any reps yep. in that so, offense. How do you get timing? So yeah, I, I mean, I mean tomorrow. You I don't. mean, like I said, I Obviously. can't wait. I can't Obviously. wait. To, yeah, I, can't, you don't. I can't wait to hear your picks because I'm looking at some atrocious football with low scores. I mean, that score was the lowest I think regular season yep. score ever. And I think in a, in a regular season game, seven three. The other one was like fourteen to seven or thirteen to start a season. Yeah, thirteen to seven to start a season. It's not the lowest ever because the lowest no, no, ever no, no, had no. to be that one that was uh, no no I that slop yeah field. remember that I, one where they just the ball would stop on a punt yeah, yeah. <laughs> no no I, I meant the, the, the opening opening weekend score that, gotcha. that's the lowest score and, and and you certainly didn't expect that with you know you get the Bears that are supposed to be an up and coming offense and especially when you look at the interception that he threw uh, oh in the end zone that, to a Trubisky? former to his former teammate yeah that was double former, coverage terrible that was the former Bear yeah but it wasn't, double coverage but it wasn't terrible. even a pass like the pass wasn't like to his guy no it was like he had the guy his guy had no chance of catching and it's like you, you get that thing where you're like Oh, yeah, the th- quarterback's doing the throw to a spot thing, but because they haven't played enough, they don't know he, when they're going to get there. He missed the spot. He missed. <laughs> and the guy, yeah. just, and it was just, it was the easiest interception you'll ever see, and, yeah. and, and, and it cost them the game. Yep. So, um, I'm, I mean, I, yeah. I, I was, I was not in. I mean, it was. I, it made me think they really do need to fix the preseason. And, and that'll happen with the new, the next CBA that comes along just because we're going to, we're going to devalue um, preseason so much because yeah. I mean, you, you're making people pay for these games and the value isn't there for any of it. And I know the owners hates hearing that and the players hate yeah. playing them, but at some point you have to realize you can't put crap on the field like I, that. I think and then have, have crap in the regular season like that. Uh Oh, yeah. <laughs> he hasn't dug in, so I think ultimately they do scale it back a little bit, and I think I, in my opinion, it's two games. So I think they do two preseason games and add two to the regular season because eventually I think that's going to behoove everyone. I know it's a lot of wear and tear on the players, but um, you it know, is. I think money wise and. You know, that's kind of what talks, right? The oh, money. Right? We went from that's 14, be to, 14 to 16, of... what, back in the mid-70s? Yeah. Oh, is that when it uh, happened? 
Uh, you need to put some stank on your feet. You just know it's coming. You just know it's coming. Yeah, he does. I tell you, he does that in the morning when I'm trying to like sleep the last hour. It's always that last hour before I get up, and he's just like, "Hey, let's play." And you're like, "It's not playing when you just bite me." Um, but anyway, I just that game was so anticlimactic and so you know, it's like and, and we were so excited. I don't know if you were, but I mean, I was so excited when that game kicked off. Well, I was like, everybody was. It's the hundredth anniversary of, of of you know the NFL, um, pro football, and. It was just one of those things. It was a very bad look for football, just across the board. Yeah, I mean, it looked like a preseason game. <laughs> it did. Yeah. No, I just it, we, we just there's no question they have to figure out this preseason problem. So and that'll I, be the interesting oh, to see what happens tomorrow. I, I, didn't, I just wanted to no, throw that I, in there quick. I agree. Um, again. I thought it would be real fun. I know we're getting down on time here. We got about yeah. 20 minutes. Uh, yep, we got. 20. I don't need more than five. I figure I'll just kind of close out the show with my picks, but. I thought it would be sort of fun if we each took maybe two to three minutes to kind of talk about our favorite teams and, sure. and maybe their season a little bit if we have time and kind of what you think will happen this coming weekend with them. Have, have we sure. picked the Super, our Super Bowl teams? Did we ever get around to them? Uh, I know we, we picked did, our division. We did. We did an AFC. We didn't yeah. really do that. Yeah, well, I, 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 I took the Patriots. And, uh, I think I did too. Yeah. I, I just uh, until they get unthrown. I mean, the Eagles have been the only ones that have been able to unthrown them now for the past three years. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I'd have to go with. I think this would be the Saints year, if anything, to get to that Super Bowl. But um, you know, okay, I'll start it off. Look at the Eagles. It'll be an interesting September because Carson hasn't played. They have tons of weapons around them, yeah. tons of talent around them. They have a they have a defense that's there. Um, I'm picking them to win the NFC East. You know, I, I, that's a homer pick. I don't like to put that on the radio ever just because it's my team. But, uh, you know, they're going to give a lot of people a lot of problems. The question is, is what's their record at the end of September? And that's the thing that I look at. Now, granted, they get to open with the Redskins. That's always a bonus, you know. Bonus. So, you know, coming out of that being 1-0, if that's what they are, that's always a good bonus. And that's, that's a league I, game. That's a conference I, I game. have read some things and seen the, in the preseason that that Redskins defense actually could be pretty good. The defense is definitely, definitely taking a step up. Yeah. They just don't have the offense. Yeah, they don't have much at all. But when you think about the fact that the Redskins got rid of Josh Doxson, they don't have anything. Who the hell is catching passes? Who who are their receivers? Paul Richardson from CU. Yeah, okay. Is their number one, I that's think. A, I think that's their number one. Yeah, their number one. I think. Now, is, is Richardson the one that broke the CU record for the most catches for a career? I believe. Uh, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Played like all four years, I think. Yeah, right. Yeah. He was a well, four-year starter, I think. He got hurt one year though, didn't he? Uh, but oh. probably that's why he probably had to stay his fourth year, his gotcha. senior year. Gotcha. Gotcha. That, so, that sounds about right. Actually. Yeah. Boy, how is that? What are they going to do, man? Uh, the Reds, I think they can score points. That's what I'm saying. Antonio Brown is a pretty good fit there. Yeah. Snyder loves well, to spend money. A dysfunctional owner with a dysfunctional player. Might be, yeah. Might be it might be perfect, perfect fit. Perfect in heaven. But you remember, you remember the Hainsworth like, disaster. Oh, I mean, good Lord. Not only do they spend to the nose to do it, but then they tell him, oh, we're not going to do a 4-3 like you had your dominance, and we're going right. to make you play in a 3-4. Three, three, like, I'm not a nose tackle. And that, that's, that's just stupidity. He, yeah, that's just, yeah. <laughs> How often does something happen when you just are like, it reminds me of when I'm at work and I get an email from someone that, you know, we're trying to like coordinate a project or whatever. And someone sends you this email and it's like, it's, it's, it's like missing words. It's like, yeah. it's like super quick, you know, just like stream of consciousness. And you're like, but you didn't actually ask me my, what, tell me what you wanted or answer my question. Like sometimes you'll be like, we need to do this, this, or this. And they write back. Yes. 
you're like, no, no, Guess which what? of these three? <laughs> it, it's already to pit tough to pick up any kind of context in an email or a text really to begin with yeah yeah there's so no, there's no tone it just makes yeah right so it makes it even worse or there's no nonverbal cues you know right and that's yeah. what's so confusing about these nfl teams is sometimes you look at these moves made by these these companies that are making millions and billions of dollars yeah. and like what are you doing so, so. i know we're getting like i said down on time jp any last minute thoughts on philly and kind of yeah, you know, like I said, I like him, but I got I got to see what the record is at the end of September, just because yeah. Carson hasn't played. Yeah, and I, I and I, I we don't really know that. I mean, we, everyone says his health is fine. Yeah, but until he gets out there and takes some hits, we don't really know. Yeah, that. no, like they're taking early, some, right? they're yeah. taking some big risks. We'll see how it goes, but uh, I would agree with you that they're very deep. They are. Uh, very they deep. have a ton of great running backs, a ton of good receivers. Uh, obviously Carson Wentz, if he returns to form, that he, you know, two years ago he was on that, you know, um, the MVP, MVP path. Oh God, yeah. Uh, so if he well, can and the addition of that, um, Deshaun Jackson being a deep threat where you can just throw the ball out there as oh, far as you can. it's going to be huge. It's going to totally diversify. That opens up a, a spot where they didn't have it for a couple of years. It diversifies the offense and I, two I, tight ends that can catch yes. the ball. I will say I understand why they're not playing Wentz. Most places, yeah. I don't quite understand it, but with him, it's like, well, two years in a row, you lost him. He's yeah. your, yeah, yeah. he's kind Give of. Give a chance to get healthy. Exactly. And, and I would, I agree. I wouldn't have played him either, yeah. especially knowing you're starting off with the skins. And I forget their second opponent, but um, I, I think you start off pretty easy and then you get in the thick of it. Because they don't, they don't play, they don't play the Cowboys to the end of the year twice. Yeah, yeah they always do that now. Put them yeah. late, both playing each other. Oh, those are primetime games. Yeah, I mean, those, I think teams. it's like week 13 and week 16 they play the Cowboys. Yeah. All right, well, I'll go over the Vikes real quick, and then we'll finish with the Broncos since they're the local flavor. But, uh, you know, obviously everything lies with Kirk Cousins, guys. I, 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 think, uh, I think he takes a big step forward this year. I think the offense is going to be pretty good, especially if Dalvin Cook stays healthy. Yeah, that's, a big, um, that's a big one. You know, the whole team is really – they don't have a ton of depth, especially at wide receiver, as we all know. So if, they, if, they, if they're lucky and they stay healthy – I think uh, they make the playoffs. I heard a real interesting stat the other day that there's only been five teams in the last, I believe, 20 years to make the playoffs in back-to-back seasons. I heard the same stat, actually. Uh, I don't know if it was 10 years or 20 years. but Yeah, uh, but I heard the same stat. So, yeah, so the Vikings missed playoffs last year. Yeah. Uh, and, and Zimmer's had kind of good years every other year. So I think Zimmer uh, makes the team, they come in tough and uh, – the line's much better. They drafted a guy. I think they're going to play well. Uh, this is a tough matchup with the Falcons this weekend. You know, they Very got tough, a good yeah. offense, but I think the Vikes defense has played together a long time. It's really the same nine guys that have been there three years in a Continuity row. Continuity always helps. Yeah, so I like their chances on defense, and uh, I think Cousins is uh, eager to prove, and I think Dalvin Cook has a big game. So uh, let's, uh, let's see if they – they can pull a win. Yeah. They're uh, they're three and zero oh in openers the last three years. Yeah. So uh, we'll I'm still see. honestly confused what happened to him last year. Like how Cousins became oh, look at that. the offensive oh, line. It was the offensive line. Yeah, their offensive they, line. They got hurt they on they the offensive draft, line. They drafted and, a good player, so hopefully that'll make a big difference. Yeah, I mean having a good center. He is a rookie though, so rookie but center is huge. Quentin Nelson. He was an amazing rookie. Oh so, yeah, true. You know, go, you know, I mean, he's a guard though. Right. Center is a little different. 
And it comes back to Kirk Cousins having his ups and downs. Yeah. His ebb and flow like he had in Washington. Yeah. You know, but, he was up one week, down the other week. Yeah. And that's look, – look at the, the, the Bills game last week that they had at – or last not, I mean last year that they had at home. Sure. They stunk the joint up. And, and our, the Bills beat him. Our friend Brian uh, yep. at, uh, at my work, you know, he's, a, he's a big uh, Skins fan. And that's all he would tell me last year. He was just like – just telling you, I mean, he's, he'll just he'll he'll crap when it matters. Yeah, he'll he'll shit, he'll shit the bed, isn't it? Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, he has so far. I mean, as we all know, primetime games, he is not has not been his cup of tea. <laughs> maybe not, maybe one, but I don't know if he has. To be honest yeah, I don't with think you, he's won any. I don't know if he has won any. And he just not even that he has performed well and lost. He hasn't performed no. well. Yeah, my, so. my only big concern with the Vikings, I think that they should be right in the thick of it in their division and in the NFC. Uh, my only fear is that Dalvin goes down again, and this time they don't have a capable backup. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely likely. Actually, mm-hmm. I do think they have some capable backups. Uh, they just don't have, like, what Dalvin Cook has, you know. <laughs> right, right. Uh, Boone had – Well, Latavius like, Murray was a nice backup. Oh, like, yeah. Jared no, McKinnon he was. was. Nice backup, yeah, you know? yeah. No, those were nice backups. Uh, who knows what you got with the kid, you know, in Madison. But uh, I do like Boone. He had a really nice preseason. And so, yeah. anyway, uh, what about the Broncos? So Broncos, uh, I think that the uh, I think the uh, blitzing is going to be very good this year. I've liked what I've seen, even in the total vanilla. I think that Fangio has brought his flavor to the team. I think he's got himself a DC that's going to uh, play the kind of game he wants. Um, obviously, this team live and die has been terrible offensive line play and terrible quarterback play. They did sign a pretty big time free agent. They brought in the what is considered i think is the greatest line coach in the nfl i, I think i mean or at least Munchak. arguably yeah um new coach and they, they brought in a good offensive coordinator they brought in joe flacco which anybody who was on text message chains with me last year like you knows that i ripped joe flacco a new one all the time because mm-hmm. i think he's terrible but i think he can make the basic throws so if they can limit turnovers and they can run they have routes planned that have him getting the ball out of his hands in less than two seconds, I think the Broncos have a chance to go eight and eight, and if, maybe even nine and seven, and sneak into the playoffs if Flacco makes mistakes in the red zone, yeah. or if the offensive line does not play significantly better. Broncos win six games. I, I think Phil Lindsay's got to have a thousand yards this year. That'd be wonderful. Yeah, I, I think he just has to. On less off touches, his, even. Yeah, I, I right. think he may even get less touches because I think Royce Freeman will be healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but they, and they really we'll want see. him to play. I don't know yeah. why they want Royce Freeman to play well, so he, much. but He must be pretty good. Yeah. You know, I mean, what we've seen from him in limited action, he's been pretty good. Yeah, yeah. remember, he was a rookie, too, last year. So, you know, he has another year under his belt. I think he's going to be better, too. So And the Broncos, obviously, they bring in Fant. So now they've got a real receiving weapon over the middle. Yeah. Uh, Sorton, Cortland Sutton, you know, this is only his second year. You'd like to see a nice progression. It's really the third year that you usually see breakout progression. From so, that position. Yeah. Yes. So they're going to need Emmanuel Sanders to be on point. They need Deshaun Hamilton to be able to at least catch the ball. Um, you know, I, I, I want to be optimistic because they're my Broncos. But I also, I just looking at the talent level, I think they've got, kind of like how Schlerer said, I think the 22-man team has got good talent. Mm-hmm. The rest of the 53 men, I'm not so sure. Yeah. yeah. And that makes me nervous. Yeah. They're definitely, not, they don't have a lot of depth, is yeah. really what they and, don't have. And yeah. it, they have two pretty big glaring holes. I mean, I, I think offensive line is, oof, man. I don't, I, I mean, Garrett Bowles, <laughs> yeah. left tackle, 
is a make it or break hole. it. That is a problem. I think that's a huge problem. They're going to have to make a change there by week four. I bet you anything. Oof, that's painful. They're and, going to have to. I, I'd hate and to who see. Do they put there? I think I they move their new guy over there. Over Jules? No, uh, the right tackle. Yeah, I his name is Jules. No. Jawan James or J- oh, Jones, James, maybe? Jones, James? Yeah. Jo- yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you, you, hate, you hate to hear that because that's, that's, that's Blocko's blind side. And yeah. Blocko goes down, you're in trouble. Yeah, so that's one big glaring hole. The other one is middle linebacker, inside linebacker, since yes, they run a 3-4. That's where I'm worried. Uh, they're, you know, their number one guy's already kind of a good player. Like Todd Davis, he's he's serviceable, you know. Yeah. So it really drops off from there. So I hope anyway. They, I hope they look into bringing Brandon Marshall back as the Raiders cut him. Yeah, they and, did. And, yeah. I mean, maybe the, maybe the Raiders cut him. It's like, well, he's not that good. But it's yeah. like, you need some depth, man. You just need yeah. something. And I don't even know where all the Broncos' money is gone. <laughs> like, I'm not – I'm like, other than Von Miller, it's like, who are you paying all this money to? You know, the, I mean – The Rockies Emmanuel, are borrowing it. Emmanuel's yeah. making some dough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The Rockies Chris Harris are, is making the, some The Rockies dough. are borrowing it to pay their staff. So, just yeah, out of curiosity, right. though, how many sacks combined do you think Von Miller and Chubb are able to get this year? 30. Combined thirty, I won't go that high. I'll go, I'll go twenty-three. I think you're almost spot on because I'm thinking Vaughn should have about twelve to thirteen, and I think Chubb will have a nice explosion year because he'll be the yeah, second. Yeah, it thing could be a for. touch high. It could be like twenty-eight. Yeah, but, say thirty you know, might no, be a touch that. high. But yeah, I'd love thirty's pretty. Thirty's that's, pretty that's, ridiculous. That's pretty up there. Yeah, that's pretty. <laughs> but ridiculous. I'd love to see that. But those two are incredibly they talented, are. And, so. and it seems like the two like supposedly big time cornerback signings they made boy madden doesn't rank those guys very high yeah. although i think they have one of them playing safety but um yeah. it's just like that that guy mcclanahan or mccallahan or whatever his name was from chicago it's like he's only ranked like a 71 in madden or something you're like wow. what i thought he was like this big time free agent so he's signing. a slot corner right which see chris harris is a slot corner too. i know that, that's another kind well, of they, thing. with the money they're paying him he has to be the number one but one thing I did hear is that they said that uh, Fangio's like whole defensive scheme is on creative um, coverages you know, in like a zone, <sighs> and so that maybe these guys being slot corners will have the lateral quickness to be sure. really good at that. So, sure. so let's get into some picks here, Nate. I'm really waiting. Yeah, I really want to yeah. hear these. Yeah. So yeah, we're getting down to the end here. Well, we had a pretty good year last year. If you guys followed along, we won. At, we won money. Um, again, just to run it down here, we're we're basing this basically on a hundred dollar bets, no juice. Um, so everything's a hundred bucks, and then the bonus game is uh, two hundred bucks. So that's how we're gonna kind of go this year, and uh, hopefully I can have as much success this year for you all as uh, we did last year. Yeah, I think you so, ended up up sixteen hundred last year. Something pretty well. I can't remember how. Because I know it was, it was a real nice it stretch a, from like week eight. It was to a nice was three. A real nice there, stretch. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Anyway, I want to start things off with uh, my first pick being the Buccaneers against the uh, San Francisco 49ers. The game's in Tampa. Uh, I I just love Bruce Arians. I'm, I got to quicken this up. I know we're running out of time, uh, but I got, uh, five minutes. Yeah, four and a half. I, I know Bruce Arians uh, has had a lot of success coming into other places and making that offense turn around right away. And, uh, you know, there's some talent there, certainly in, in Jameis and Mike uh, Mike Evans and, you know, the running back crew They've and all of that. They've got a lot of talent, so, yeah. Yeah, good tight end. Um, so I think they'll do some things on offense. So 
I think San Francisco is struggling and I don't know what's going on with Jimmy G. Um, so I don't know. He's really struggling to find his groove out there. Uh, they don't have much for looks a little gun shy. Yeah. They don't have much for receivers. Um, no, what you know, the hell happened to what's his name from two years ago? Yeah. I'm worried about their line as well. So I'm, I'm taking the bucks and this one with, they're going to, you know, getting, they're giving one point. So minus one. So it's Tampa. basically a pick em. Yes. Basically a pick em. They're just getting the point being at home, I guess. Uh, so I'm taking Tampa a hundred bucks. My next game is, uh, the, pa- the Patriots versus the Steelers. We've got the Steelers at plus six, uh, and I'm taking the Steelers in this one. I really love uh, six points is a lot in, in the NFL, especially for two pretty evenly matched teams. Yeah. I know people are really up on the Patriots coming off a of Super Bowl. People are probably a little down on the Steelers because they lost uh, Le'Veon Bell and uh, Antonio Brown. And, you know, can Juju step up and be a number one? You know, they lost Jesse James. They actually lost a lot on offense. So They did. But I still think with Big Ben, that running game, that offensive line, which I think is the best in the NFL, better than Dallas. Um, I, I think that they they give uh, Pitt. Uh, New England a game, if not win. Uh, so I'll call the Steelers plus six. My third game is the uh, Colts at the uh, San Diego Chargers, and that's plus six and a half. Now, I'm going to wait up until game time to place that bet. Get a seven. I'm really that's hoping that. it goes to seven. It probably won't. Would you say, would you advise people to buy that half point if it's there? I would say I don't normally advise that type of thing, but I think in this situation, it's smart. I think it's going to be really close. It's going to be like anywhere from four to 10 points. So I, I think that's a, you know, a great spread that they set, but uh, I do love the Colts. I think the chargers are missing their left tackle. They're missing their halfback. They're missing their stud safety. Uh, is, a cor- is he a corner? Derwin James. Uh, either way, that's three huge players out. Um, I think really Colts have a nice nucleus. Brissett can play. Yeah. I think, you know, they'll – so yeah. I'm going to take those six and a half points, buy the, buy the half point if you can, uh, and uh, move forward there. And then for my bonus game, guys, the $200 bet, I am going to go with our Denver Broncos just based – on the sole Antonio Brown situation. So get that bet in before that line changes, guys, uh, minus two, because if it goes up from there, I'm pretty pretty skeptical. And you assume it has to because everybody's going to be betting Broncos. Yeah, so get that game in. And I'm looking forward to this weekend. I am too, and i got to say, I think the left tackle situation in San Diego is not getting as much press as it needs. That is a big Big deal. If he's gone for the substantial part of the season, and we don't think they know yet, uh, but I think it was a knee, something. It's a and big deal. Boy, that all of a sudden Rivers becomes a different player. Yeah. So, uh, and so does Melvin Gordon if he yep. comes back. So, all right. Well, thanks to everyone out there in Radio Land for tuning in. We couldn't be happier to have you. Any uh, parting notes uh, for the fans? Uh, now, have a good weekend. If you Jeez. drive, don't hey. drink. If you drink, drunk drive, and go Eagles. Nate trying to get an Eagles chant going. I was trying to get one going for him. Eagles. We should do a Jets one, too. G-E-G-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. All right. Everybody have a fantastic weekend, and we hope your fantasy teams and bets work out. As always, offensive out. Woo. Man. That was it. Wow.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.